What's going on, fellow A Plusers? It is our host Adam Perez back once again for another episode of A Plus Hero Report, your weekly stop for your Marvel, DC television, and movie news. Streaming live for you guys over on YouTube as well as our Facebook page as well as Twitch for you gamers out there. And then, of course, you guys can certainly find these episodes audio only over on our Spotify podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you very much for certainly joining us here today as we've got ourselves a stack week of stuff that we're going to be breaking down for you guys as we had to go ahead and celebrate San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. Uh, we had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and today of goodness uh, of some great um, San Diego Comic-Con reveals trailers details for some upcoming movies and television shows that you guys certainly have to look forward to and we are here to certainly go ahead and break it all down for you guys so if you missed it we might be covering it for you guys today and if you did miss some of our previous coverage from the beginning of this week definitely go ahead and check us out over on our youtube page we do have some other san diego comic-con videos for you guys as well um so uh we're gonna be breaking a ton of stuff down for you guys today i don't even know if we've really got an honorable mention section or not this might just be a full episode of san diego comic-con recapping for you guys and then of course towards the end of our episode we're going to be getting into your live viewer questions so thank you very much guys for certainly joining us here and wrapping up your weekend on this sunday afternoon but it's not just myself that's going to be tackling san diego comic-con for you guys today bringing in our fantastic co-host as always what's up Stuart? good to see you buddy oh i think you're muted Hey, good to be back. Love doing these hero reports and everything. Uh, I'm su- oh, good to see you. Uh, just to let you know, I might be a little bit low energy just because I got like uh, four hours of sleep last night, but I'm still rolling. I still got this. <laughs> I feel you. Trust me. I'm uh, I- I'm the same way, man. I wind up getting a uh, late night yesterday trying to get everything set up uh, for this past weekend. Very busy weekend. Uh, shout out to Indy for coming through for some of the uh, trailers. If you guys haven't had the opportunity to check it out, he did drop a trailer reaction for, I believe it was um, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, along with Black Adam. So definitely go ahead and certainly uh, check out his content as well. Um, and depending on what you guys have, have in regards to live viewer questions if there are any uh mcu questions from this past weekend i may leave some for indy so he can go ahead and answer some on his own time for you guys and give his point of view and perspective in regards to everything that wind up being revealed because it was a very uh stacked show uh to say the least yesterday uh, if anything i would certainly say marvel uh walked away the champion of san diego comic-con with all the amazing announcements that they certainly had i've already been seeing memes all over the place steward of uh, Marvel killing DC once again uh, at San Diego Comic-Con. But, you know, listen, I, I think um, when it comes to that, I think we have to be very understanding in this situation that the Warner Brothers Discovery finds themselves in. They definitely have some hurdles to certainly jump over. Um, and we just had a, a gigantic merger too, right? So I think even for them, their future is a little murky right now. So the idea that DC only show Black Adam and Shazam um, made sense to me. Uh, w- what about you, though? Do you think they probably should have showed a little bit more? Uh, at the very least, maybe teased a little bit more. They they didn't necessarily have to have a full-on presentation for that. Uh, but I think, like, the big thing that bit them in the ass was that they had, like, an article, I think it was from Deadline, and they were the ones that mentioned that they had a source that said that Henry Cavill would have some big uh, part, like, during the DC panel. And, of course, that just never ended up happening. And so I think that's what really disappointed a lot of uh, DC fans who were really looking forward to seeing them, like, announce something with uh, Henry Cavill. 
Yeah, I was definitely hoping so. I was definitely in that camp for sure. I mean, I was hearing rumors. I definitely didn't get my hopes up, though. But the more people started talking about it, I thought maybe we had something on our hands here. I know that they somebody did ask a question at the Black Adam panel, even at Shazam, about who would win in a fight, Superman or Black Adam or Superman and Shazam. And it was just funny seeing Zachary Levi's and Dwayne Johnson's um, response to that in the sense of, I think Dwayne said... Uh, it really all depends on who's playing Superman uh, at the time. And that definitely mm. got a reaction from the crowd. Like, what do you mean? Who's playing? Like, right. So really throwing up the ideas, Henry Cavill, even still coming back um, as much as we were hoping for an announcement. Uh, I think if anything, it left us with more questions, bro. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately. That is that is a funny way to put it, though. Now, uh, I am curious if, like, maybe they originally had plans to bring Henry Cavill in, but like special, like, or like, but like scheduling conflicts prevented them. So that might be why uh, Dwayne Johnson gave that answer is because he uh, was originally preparing for like a bigger reveal. Yeah, possibly. Who certainly knows? It's funny though, too, because I was seeing, <laughs> I was seeing people after the WB panel. They were like, "Watch the watch Kevin Feige announce Henry Cavill as Captain Britain or some <laughs> shit." Like they just yanked him right from under DC's uh, DC's nose. And listen, at this point, do it, Marvel. You know, at this point, do it. I mean, he's sitting on his hands and feet. You know, he's sitting on his hands and knees, just waiting for um some for Warner Brothers to call him up to put the cape back on. In the meantime, if you've got a, a position or role for him in the mcu i think henry cavill would easily take it man i don't i don't i don't think he needs to sit around and wait anymore for superman as much as as much as i would love to uh, uh Stuart, my hopes are diminishing quickly mm -hmm. yeah and uh you know he's a big uh comic book nerd so i'm sure like the moment marvel like uh comes to his doorstep he's gonna be like i'm in who do you want me to play <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> no questions yeah. asked yeah, no questions asked. I'm sure he'll pick it up immediately. Um, but um, yeah, guys, so thank you very much for certainly joining us. Uh, I think if anything, um, we it, this episode is pretty much going to be devoted to the San Diego Comic-Con 2022 recap. If anything, we may start from Thursday and certainly work our way up here to Sunday. Stuart, if anything... Please keep an eye on today's announcements. If you have an additional tab that maybe you can open up uh, to refresh, uh, keep us posted on maybe any news or information. You can be our breaking news guy today in case we've got any um, uh, worthwhile announcements and stuff to certainly talk about. It is the final day of San Diego Comic-Con, so I don't really know what panels they certainly have um, yet to do or big announcements to come. But if anything big does drop this um this uh, this uh, this afternoon, we will certainly go ahead and keep you posted. The benefits um, of having two monitors. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. All right, so let's go ahead and go through this. Let's go ahead and kick off uh, on Thursday, Stuart. I don't know how much attention you were certainly paying on Thursday, um, but I, I do want to speak to the Hasbro fans out there real quick, the Hasbro and Paramount fans, uh, because for those of you who recall, you know the new CEO Chris. Chris Cox, I think his name is, um, had mentioned the idea, you know, Power Rangers wasn't necessarily a priority for them right now, which just means it's just not at the forefront of what's being established next as of right now. They still had their Transformers along with Dungeons and Dragons movie that are set to go ahead and release in 2023. And Thursday, Stuart, to kick off 
San Diego Comic-Con. They had themselves a huge Dungeons and Dragons uh, panel, man, getting the opportunity to not only get to see uh, the brand new poster that they went ahead and revealed uh, for Dungeons and Dragons, which looks pretty good. Uh, but we get the opportunity to see the cast. Finally, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez is in here. Uh, Sean Jean Page. Uh, I don't know who that other person is. Uh, I think there's Hugh Grant in here. I see even Justice Smith um, also from uh, Detective Pikachu and um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. He's in this movie also. Did you get the opportunity to check out the Dungeons and Dragons trailer for yourself at all, Stuart? Hell yeah, I checked out the uh, trailer. You, uh, you did? I have not yet. Oh, I have really? not yet. Yeah, I have not yet. So you know what? With that being said... Maybe we should play it. All right. Uh, before playing the uh, trailer, though, I yeah, just go gotta I gotta say one thing about that poster. Uh, I freaking love that poster, and it looks straight up like uh, you know any of the D and D like instruction manuals that you'll like kind of pick up at a gamescape ah. or any like uh, or any place that sells a uh, board game accessories. Like it looks exactly like the ones that you would find. Like it looks exactly like uh, oh, here's the new expansion for D and D. Like it, I love it. That's awesome. That's pretty cool, man. I didn't. I've never played D and D like that, so I didn't even make that um, that connection. So, see, Stuart, this is why you're here, man. The, the knowledgeable guy that knows what he's talking about. So, I appreciate you uh, letting us know that. Um, let's see here. All right, let's go ahead and get into this trailer real quick. For those of you who haven't had the opportunity to see it, for me, uh, this will honestly be my first time. So, let's see if this works. I Back guess. Day, we all had a job. Commercials, Stuart. <laughs> Commercials. Let me. Okay, you know what's, nobody needs ads. Nobody needs ads right now. You know, it's so weird. I swear, like, I, I would have been willing to bet money that you did a trailer reaction to this uh, a couple days ago. But then I'm looking now I'm looking at the YouTube page and seeing, oh, no, it was probably Lord of the Rings that I was thinking. Yeah, of. that's what I did. I think Indy did a reaction to uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but I, I, I did not. I did not. It's like the, the, the preview before the trailer. I never understood that. Neither did I. Here's the thing. We're a team of thieves. Then when you do this, you're bound to make enemies. Sometimes those enemies come looking for revenge. Oh, a group of thieves, okay. Ooh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's a huge battle. I love the set pieces so far. Truth be told, we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing. We didn't mean to unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. But we're going to fix it. Oh, that's so cool. how do we pull that off? Uh, Figure it out over a drink? Probably best. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Chris Pine. We're going to need strength. You got this, right? I know you don't. Ooh. Okay, Michelle. We also Ooh, need courage. Magic and you. Oh, she she morphs. <laughs> That's cool. What is that again? It's an owl there. An owl there. Let's go. Be warned. Where have I seen her before, Stuart? Um, not too sure. This one's dangerous. But whatever happens. The effects in here are crazy. We'll be ready. 
Oh, that's badass. Okay, all right. I'm on board. I'm on board. Is it exactly that you bring her? I'm a planner. I make plans. You've already made plans, so if the existing plan fails, I make a new plan. So you make plans that fail. No. He also brings the loot. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> oh, she Yo, was I... in uh, it, the uh, first movie. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. That's right. She was the one of the main characters. That's right. Uh, man, what a great trailer that is, dude. Yeah. Man, I'm so listen. I will say this: I am so impressed um, by them being able to pull this off, bro. Like I, um, I didn't know what my anticipation levels should have been for Dungeons and Dragons. My mind automatically goes back to the Marlon Wayne's um, Dungeons and Dragons. So you know, you go in here with some hesitation already. But I think they've got a really great cast. The chemistry between them looks great. Um, uh, the soundtrack in here was fantastic. I love the set pieces. The special effects look fun. Um, it, I mean, it looks humorous, but at the same time, it looks like a pretty solid, decent storyline. Um, and I, man, I, I think I'm on board with this one, Stuart. Uh, yeah, I would 100% agree. I think the number one thing it does right is not taking itself too seriously because, you know, that's kind of the big thing when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons. Like, yeah, you can have epic and really cool campaigns, but most of the time, like what it's really all about is just having fun and, you know, hanging out with your friends. And that and that's kind of like the thing is that I feel like most D&D campaigns will have a lot more laughs and they'll have like, uh, you know, actual serious conflicts or anything like that. So I feel like this movie really captures it, captures that feeling that you get playing DD really really well i also i was laughing so hard at the end of that trailer when you know so they have uh chris pine in there and i'm thinking okay you got chris pine in one of these uh you know dungeons and dragons movies so of course you're gonna have him play like a warrior right or if he's playing like a thief of some sort you're gonna have him be something really badass right nope he's a freaking bard at the end of the trailer and that had me <laughs> laughing my ass off so good i'm like yes you got chris pine to be a bard of all of all like classes like yes um yeah pretty much everything about this trailer has me excited i i can't wait yeah man i i definitely would agree with you i think that's a great um explanation to the idea that you know all these characters the way that the movie feels it definitely feels like a DD session of you and your buddies kind of sitting down and just having a good time it, it's certainly not taking itself too seriously those are definitely the vibes that i get and i love the fact that they really have like every person of like or at least like each person is a different class so you can really see how uh that's kind of explored throughout this particular world but yeah having um chris pine at the end be the one that's the musical guy that sings and uh, all that stuff i thought it was absolutely perfect along with him i'm just a planner uh so you make plans that fail yeah and i just make another plan like if like that if that's all you're gonna bring to the crew it should be pretty interesting but everybody looks pretty good in this in this particular um trailer they did go ahead and also uh let's see if i can bring up the um this other, they did go ahead and um, talk a little bit about the panel too. Um, it says Paramount, did they already pull it up? Let me see here. Um, it says during their panel, which officially kicked off uh, first in-person Comic-Con event in two years, um, looks like the writer and director promised that the movie stays true to the game. Lots of Easter eggs, multiple villains, familiar monsters, and uh, dozens and dozens of spells. It says we have a lot of your favorites. Uh, for hardcore fans, they'll see the reality of the game reflected in there also. Uh, it says the panel also yielded the information that's well-known. Celeb D&D &D player 
of either Vin Diesel, maybe Joe Manganiello will cameo in the movie. Um, so it looks like they're teasing that they're going to have a big cameo in the movie. As with any D&D campaigner, the writer-director duo shared that the film leaves the door open for possible sequels and new adventures in the franchise's future. Um, it said it also got a chance to speak with some of the film's stars ahead of the panel. Um, and he said, I'm just uh, I'm just excited to be at Comic-Con. We haven't been here in a couple of years, is what Chris Pine said. It's nice to come back and see the fans. We're pumped about the movie. Obviously, we live in a strange time right now, and this film is all about fun and good times and becoming heroes when you don't think you could become a hero. Uh, it has really a bouillant, joy joyful, fun energy to it, uh, and it's not a bad thing in today's world uh, to share that kind of joy. Amen, uh, Chris Pine. Uh, fantastic stuff, man. I really love that trailer. That's, uh, that's definitely on my um on my to watch list and for me i can i can now see maybe why this movie is such a priority uh for hasbro along with uh entertainment one um and Par i think this is coming from paramount if i'm not mistaken too but i, I could be wrong but um especially after what happened with gi joe they definitely need a win um and i think this movie will get the taste of the old dungeons and dragons out of people's mouths what do you think Stuart? you think people are ready for this one uh yeah definitely i've i've been looking at the hype online and it looks like no one's even no one even remembers the uh 2000 <laughs> and dragons movie uh which okay so it was kind of funny because as i was like looking uh on imdb for you know any additional information for this dungeons and dragons movie i went back to the 2000s dungeons and dragons movie just to uh you know get a quick gl glance at it and uh man it looks worse than i remember i gotta rewatch this movie <laughs> Yeah, man, I try. I uh, certainly try not to uh, think about it too much. Uh, let's see here. What else did they do on Thursday? Um, they actually did do a Teen Wolf the movie panel. Um, I don't think I pulled up too much information in regards to that, but creator showrunner Jeff Davis was there along with Tyler Posey and Tyler Hoechlin from uh, Spider-Man. I mean, from Superman. He was there. <laughs> Uh, they said he gushed about reuniting for the film while also welcoming a surprise guest star to the panel. Um, yeah, I don't know who they um, who they brought on, but uh, oh, yeah, guys, I know who it is. Who? Sarah Michelle Geller, uh, oh, the Vampire snap. Slayer. So uh, yeah, part like part of me is like, ooh, is she going to be reprising her, her role as Buffy and Team Wolf? But I, I know that's not the case because uh, yeah, I mean it'd be I mean it'd be cool if they were in the same universe, but I highly doubt it. But uh, yeah, like uh, that that was like uh, something that I stumbled upon uh, the other day as I was like looking at Sarah <laughs> Michelle Geller, or I was looking at a post that Michelle uh, Geller uh, had on Instagram, and I saw it was with uh, Tyler Hecklin. I'm like, oh, what the heck? What are what are these two doing together? What 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 has Buffy and Superman working together? And uh, basically, yeah, scrolling through that, I realized, oh, the Team Wolf movie that's still happening. Okay, yeah, it says Buffy Summers is headed to the Wolf Pack. It says Sarah Michelle Geller made an surprise appearance at San Diego Comic Con at the end of the Teen Wolf panel on Thursday, revealing the news that she's joining the Paramount Plus offshoot uh, as a star and executive producer. Um, it says based on the Ido Van Belkum novels. Wolfpack follows a teenage boy and girl who lives who lives are forever changed when the California wildfire awakens a terrifying supernatural creature. 
It says Geller will play arson investigator Kristen Ramsey, a highly regarded expert in her field and no stranger to personal loss, brought in by authorities to catch the teenage arsonist who started a massive wildfire, which may have also led to reawakening of a supernatural predator terrorizing Los Angeles. Um, so, yeah, so she's uh, I guess maybe she's not necessarily going to be in the movie, but it looks like she's going to be in the spinoff from Teen Wolf in the um upcoming series wolf pack it looks like so uh sarah michelle geller made in a prize surprise appearance that's cool i'm glad you knew that one Stuart, because i had no idea yeah um okay so she's not going to be in the movie so just the spinoff show interesting yeah that's what it looks like um based off of what i read in the article at least uh what else happened on thursday 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 we talked a little bit about this Stuart. i did not have you know what let me see if i have this to go ahead and pull up um it was funny we didn't have marvel animation panel on thursday that actually took place on friday but we actually did have some marvel animation um that actually wound up dropping um this past week um believe it or not we had marvel's moon girl and devil dinosaur uh, which they went ahead and highlighted. They gave us a brand new um, poster here. I did go ahead and do a little bit of a clip reaction. Have you had the opportunity to check out the clip at all, Stuart? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, I wonder if it's on here. I don't think they have the clip here. Um, yeah, I don't think they have the clip on here. So st sorry, Stuart. I, I thought they would have it up here. Uh, it was like a two-minute clip to get the opportunity to see what the uh, the animation and stuff kind of looks like. This is actually a Lawrence Fishburne executive produced series. Uh, they actually approached him during filming for Ant-Man and the Wasps 2 when he joined the MCU and uh, presented uh, this particular series, and he decided to tackle it in animation form. Um, so yeah, they did go ahead and drop a clip. If you have not had the opportunity to check it out, guys, I would certainly, um, recommend it for you. Um, so definitely go ahead and check that out whenever you get the time. It, uh, the, the art style definitely kind of reminds me of, uh, Teen Titans Go. Uh, is, is like the actual animation in the show kind of similar to that? Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that a little bit for sure. Um, damn, I wish I had it up here for you to see. Oh, you know what? Maybe Stuart, I might have. Give me a second here. It may not be. I'm trying to see if I posted it on our Facebook page, too. We might not have, but uh, it's okay. If I can't, did I, did I put it up there? No, I don't think I put it up there, Stuart. I'm sorry, bro. Oh, I yeah. failed you. Um, I have failed this city. <laughs> you have failed this Comic-Con. Uh, <laughs> all good, though, but... Uh... It was was it uh was it a clip that was like meant to be up online or did someone like kind of sneak it online and uh... no I think it was meant to be online oh, I okay. think I saw it on on YouTube or something like that or on um on Twitter um outside of Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur on Thursday they also went ahead and uh, teased to us finally Stuart um National Treasure edge of history uh we have been hearing about this for quite some time the idea that they were going to get ourselves a, a national treasure series i believe one of the actors uh that played nicholas cage's side side a sidekick his uh his little side character uh will in fact be returning uh to reprise his role but they did go ahead and reveal not only a poster for national treasure but also a very and i mean very brief brief trailer Stuart, in regards to this so let's go ahead and uh check it out very briefly 
Um, because yeah, it didn't last very long. This was uh Edge of History's official teaser trailer. If I swear to god, if I get it, okay, I was gonna say if I get an ad over this <laughs> 17 second video, I'm gonna be so pissed. You gotta watch this three minute ad first. <laughs> right, I'll be so mad. Uh here we go. This is the teaser. Ooh, ominous shadow. Clues on the wall. You're not Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, just teasing. Hey, we got some cryptic messages. We've got some clues on the wall, and here's our protagonist. Um, so yeah, nothing, uh, nothing to write home about, Stuart. Yeah, I, I'm kind of there. Like, I'm not really hyped for this, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll check out the trailer when it comes out, and we'll see. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Um, this is a series I am looking forward to. The trailer honestly didn't do anything for me. But um, I am looking forward to it. Uh, I'm trying to see if um, – let me see if National Treasure had any – it says, during the first day, National Treasure debuted the first look starring Lisette Alexis as the young heroine named Jess. Uh, that's I'm assuming that's who we wind up um, seeing in here. Uh, it says, it follows the smart and resourceful dreamer as she attempts to uncover the truth about her family's mysterious past and save a long-lost treasured – Pan-American artifact. It says the teaser shows Jess entering a room full of clues, maps, and ancient artifacts before zooming in on her face. Um, it also says, I believe, uh, Jake Austin Walker will be in here. Um, is that the guy from Stargirl? Jake Austin Walker. That kind of sounds familiar. Hmm. Uh, um, let's see. Together, the cast marks a collective of new faces to lead the TV adaptions of the historical fiction adventure adventure film uh, series originally starring Nicolas Cage. Um, oh, yeah. He is from uh, Stargirl. Uh, he played uh, Brainwave's son. So, uh, uh, yeah, yes. Don't okay. have to worry about uh, scheduling conflicts because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, is set to go ahead and be in this as well so um so yeah man national treasure definitely a great uh season to uh series to look out for man uh let's see here what else did we wind up getting i think that was it for thursday so thursday was actually a pretty light day but some pretty good information again we did go ahead and if you want to see more details on uh moon girl and devil dragon we did go ahead and do a first look video up on our YouTube page. We actually highlighted and used clips from the trailer itself. So if you want to go ahead and check it out for yourself, please go ahead and certainly do so. Um, what else did we wind up getting? Let's see here. Let's move on to Friday, Stuart. Um, Friday was a big day. Um, we wind up getting the opportunity to see the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Um, they wind up having a huge uh, panel um this past weekend Stuart, did you happen to um check out the the trailer that they wind up dropping for that also oh yeah i checked out the uh trailer uh i haven't i didn't check out any of the the information that you brought up at the uh panel but you know it definitely looks like it's going to be a really epic series and uh the fact that you know we're getting something like to this scope in a form of a tv show has me really excited yeah me too man i feel like everything that i'm seeing coming out of this series uh, has truly been amazing so far. But yeah, Lord of the Rings. And that's actually going to be right around the corner too, Stuart. I don't think it's um very far away from actually happening. Oh, it's going to be here in a couple of weeks. I think like the sometime in August. 
Um, so yeah, it's a, a lot to certainly look forward to. Uh, for those of you who have not had the opportunity to check out the trailer, should we look at the trailer, Stuart? Um, yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right, let's give me a second. You know how sometimes like you'll open up a web page and then you'll just get like audio, like these videos just keep playing. And I'm like, where's this noise coming from? Yeah. You gotta like figure out where it is so you can exit out of it so it doesn't like play over the trailer. Yeah, I'm like, come on, you're killing me here. You're killing me here. Uh, let me see if I can go ahead and pull this up. Give me one minute. Okay. Um, all right, let's go ahead and pull this up here for you guys. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and play the trailer for Lord of the Rings. Um, and again, copyright, please, guys, don't destroy us today. Uh, we're just trying to promote your content, guys. Just trying to promote your content. Um, I didn't even see this. A He-Man and Masters of the Universe Season 3 trailer. I didn't even know there was a second season to that, Stuart. Yeah, uh, I, I did try to watch that that new series, that the weird uh, CG uh, He-Man series. Eh, weren't it's a fan? Not yeah. No? You weren't a fan of it? Nah, I'm, I'm sure it's got its fan base out there, but uh, definitely not for me, uh, it, which is too bad because I did think like kind of the lore and how it's like a very different like reimagining of the series. Like it kind of got me intrigued, but yeah, definitely that's as far as it went. All right, let's go ahead and dive into uh, this uh, this trailer. We thought the war at last was ended. I can see where all the money is going for this series, man. Our days of oh, yeah. <laughs> begin. We thought our joys would be unending. We thought our light would never dim. The skies are strange. That's the same globe from Two Towers, right? That Sauron was looking through? I believe so. I love these quick flashbacks and visions that she's having, at least. Evil does not sleep. It wakes. I wonder who that dude is. Darkness, tempting shadow to bury us all beneath the mountain. Oh, yeah, I guess they are still living under that mountain. Even before the Hobbit oh, yeah. yeah, before uh, Smog decimated it. Yeah. If you heard of him, lad. If you heard of Sauron. Creepy. Creepy. Oh, yeah. I, I do like that because the original Lord of the Rings movie did have kind of a creepy tone to it at times. So I like that they're Absolutely. kind of bringing that back. Absolutely. It will take us all. This gives me fellowship vibes. Yeah. And the shadow will not find you. That's got to be Sauron, right? Together we can I hope so. This. Fight with me. Although, depending on how many seasons they plan to have with this, uh, probably not, because I feel like if Sauron's going to be in this, that would be something you'd want to save to, like, the very end. True. Fucking sea creatures in here. There can be no trust between hammer and rock. 
eventually one or the other. Damn. I'll surely break. You have been told many lies of Middle Earth. That gets me every time, bro. September 2nd. There you go, guys. September 2nd. So it's right around the corner. Yes. And we got the freaking Balrog from the end of uh, Fellowship in here, bro. Just ridiculous. I mean, what a fantastic trailer that was. Um, yeah, man, I'm looking very, very forward to this um, series. Uh, we'll probably, if anything, we'll try and review it for you guys here on here on um, Hero Report. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, overall, what are your thoughts, Stuart? Uh, yeah, like, uh, not too surprising given the show's budget, but it looks incredible. Like, uh, when looking at its uh, production alone, uh, I do love the creepy tone that they give it because, uh, you know, kind of reminds me of fellowship of the rings when you got like, uh, a lot of our new characters that are being introduced and it almost feels like at times, like you're trying to find your courage the same way that the main characters are. And I really hope we get that within the uh, television show. Like, obviously I hope it's not just following characters that like don't know how to fight like i hope we also get to follow like you know the more experienced warriors again just like in the first lord of the rings but uh i hope they give us that kind of cool balance so you can feel both mm. like you know oh god what how do i describe it you can feel both satisfied watching like you know kind of the tougher warriors kick ass but you can also have that creep factor of like you know uh you know with some of the newer characters being like oh god are they going to make it through and being like you know as uh cautious about this world as they are you know yeah there definitely has to be some stakes involved but yeah i definitely feel like there's a fellowship of the ring vibe in here in regards to the the some of the groupings of people that we've certainly seen already in here um i don't remember how much they said they spent but i think they've been really promoting this series as one of the most expensive television series of all time i think season one alone i think they spent like 432 million or 462 million dollars on the entire season so it's something pretty ridiculous. Um, let's go ahead and get a little bit into some details, though, uh, for the series, um, because the panel did um, go ahead and sit down and talk a little bit about um, um, what we can certainly expect. And it might answer some of the questions that you might even have, Stuart. It says, um, uh, McKay shared that it's been a four and a half year process to bring this sh uh, show to fan screens, which included working with Tolkien scholars to create the series original characters. This new installment, which uh, the executive producer teased as a 50-hour story, which could mean five potential seasons, is about reintroducing the world and the return of evil. We wanted to find a huge Tolkien mega epic. It says, during the panel, the cast and creative team talked about joining the franchise and expanded on the screen world of Lord of the Rings. It says it's a human story. How far in the darkness would you go to protect the ones that you love? I think that's probably a question that Galadriel is going to be having to answer. I, I, I will say this, Stuart. I've loved the I loved how Galadriel is very much at the forefront of all these trailers, um, especially knowing her power set from just the movies alone. 
um, her ability to kind of see into the future and her kind of decipher exactly what she's seen, uh, I think is going to really put her into some very difficult positions and decisions she's certainly going to have to make. Uh, Arthur, who plays Prince Durin the fourth uh, in the series, noted that his character has an unlikely friendship with Elrond, uh, played by Robert Aramayo in the upcoming series and Hugo Weaving in the early films. As a dwarf and an elf, respectively, uh, he says he also shares that his personal journey during the filming uh, included three hours in the makeup chair each day to complete his transformation and 45 minutes to take it all off. Uh, he says, and there's more than friendship between Bronwyn. I don't know who it is, who that is, a human healer and a sylvan elf who have a forbidden love. So we've got a little bit of forbidden love storyline that's going to be in here as well. Uh, I always love the, always love the uh, different takes on Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it says, meanwhile, Namvit will play Princess Daisa, the first female dwarf to be depicted on screen in a Tolkien adaption. The English actress told Comic-Con crowd that she auditioned for Rings of Power two days before giving birth to her daughter, landing the role <laughs> when she was five days old. It was on set by the time she was eight weeks. That's crazy. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, man, some uh, some pretty good stuff uh, to really look forward to. So, yeah, the, it's going to be 50 hours of storytelling, Stuart, uh, which I would assume means maybe about 10 episode seasons culminating in about five seasons. Um, I kind of like the sound of that. I feel like it's yeah. got plenty of story to really sink your teeth into. Yeah, for sure. Uh Man, uh, I love the fact that like earlier in the article, you brought up the fact that they got scholars like of uh, Tolkien to help uh, write the show and help work on some of the original characters. It seems like what they really want to do is they really do want to kind of expand a lot of the uh, lore that was just, you know, very briefly touched upon within the movies and the books. And they want to really flesh that out and make it like its own thing. And I love that. I think uh, I think we're definitely in for something really unique at the very least, even if it doesn't end up being good, you can at least, you, you definitely can't say they didn't put a effort into it you know oh yeah absolutely i mean i think they were even talking about they were speaking elvin uh or on on stage and stuff i'm like what like they even know all the <laughs> the languages and stuff i mean listen i i can't i can't fault them because there are definitely some star wars fans out there to know how to speak wookie everything you know what i'm saying like so mm -hmm. um uh star trek fans know how, some some know how to speak klingon so you know if you're a tolkien fan i'm sure you probably know how to speak elvish uh or elvin in some way so these guys are definitely big nerds uh really they really appreciate appreciate everything that Tolkien's created. So I think they're really going to be putting their best foot forward uh, when it comes to this. So, you know, they better because Amazon is putting a lot of money towards them to be successful, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um, real quick, uh, Marcelino says, um, what are your, what was your reaction when the first teaser of Rings of Power comment section had people saying, uh, quoting Tolkien, evil can never die, it can only evolve? Um, uh, I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, I I, I think it's a pretty true quote. Um, I don't think necessarily evil ever truly dies. I think it maybe just goes into the shadows, recovers, and then just kind of comes back after a certain period of time. Sometimes you just need something to light that match for it to kind of emerge. I think you can see that probably in even um, historical references, society in general. Um but yeah, no, I think especially when you especially when you're talking about something like darkness or even the embodiment of that in Sauron, 
homeboy always just lying in wait, I think, just waiting for his opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he has his minions do his work and help bring him forth. Yep. And then even if they do like uh, a, a, like another show, but this time it takes place after the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, you know, for a fact, they're going to find some way to bring Sauron back. <laughs> yeah, he'll definitely always have um, a hand in, in uh, Lord of the Rings in some capacity. Um, shout be out like to- uh, Voldemort from the Harry Potter series, you know. Uh, yeah, yes, that's a good one. That's a very good <laughs> one. That's cockroaches, another, that's a, they never yeah, die. <laughs> that's another great example. Uh, Blossom says she actually has read uh, Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur once, so that's pretty cool. Glad you. I, I've I've seen it on the comic book stands, but I personally have never watched it. Uh, Louis Barry says I want an air cut and a Schumacher cut. I don't think we're getting either of those, uh, Mr. Barry, but I wouldn't mind seeing the air cut. I definitely would love to see it. Um, I don't know about the Joel, Joel Schumacher cut. I don't know what's all it includes, but I definitely would check out the David air cut of suicide squad. I'm also wondering, you know, because, uh, forever came out like back in uh, 97 or 95. It, it, it was a while ago. So I'm like, I don't even know if they uh, still have the footage, uh, enough footage to put together like a Schumacher cut for that movie. I feel oh, like right yeah, now, like the film has probably gotten mis- missing or something. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right in regards to that. Um, and you know what, guys? So with that out of the way, let us know what you think about the uh, Lord of the Rings um, trailer and series coming our way soon. Uh, what else do we have on Friday? Um... Oh, Friday also went ahead and showcased to us, Stuart. Um, if you guys are big Walking Dead fans, uh, I thought this was actually pretty cool, man. Because, listen, I've been hearing for years, Stuart, you know, uh, Andrew Lincoln returning as Rick Grimes. And sooner or later, he's going to have three movies on AMC. And I feel like I haven't heard shit in forever, Stuart, in regards to it. But believe it or not, apparently this world needs Rick Grimes. Uh, as we wind up getting a new promo here for The Walking Dead uh, for the upcoming 2023. Let me go ahead and take down this banner real quick. Yeah, 2023 on AMC, right? I think that's what the note says. The new world's going to need Rick Grimes. Uh, so it has a note, and then it's got Michonne's sword uh, right through it. Um, so, yeah, man, big things are definitely coming, Stuart, when it comes to The Walking Dead. Um, I don't think they gave a um, I don't think they gave a trailer or anything like that, but they definitely teased um, the upcoming um, Andrew Lincoln and deny Gorira um, spinoff. So this is from Entertainment Weekly. This is Andrew Lincoln and deny Gorira announced Walking Dead spinoff during surprise 2022 comic-con appearance uh it says as um as walking dead returned to san Diego comic-con to preview remaining episodes of its final season andrew lincoln and deny uh made a surprise appearance following the panel in hall h lincoln who originated the role of rick grimes played the character for the first nine seasons departing the zombie franchise after his departure it was reported he was set to reprise his role in a trilogy of walking dead feature films but in the four years since his character was rescued by a helicopter and seemingly disappeared for good there's been no formal announcement or movement on the project however all that changed at this panel when lincoln and garira took the stage to announce the next part of their walking dead journey instead of a movie we're getting a six-part Rick and Michonne limited 
series, Stuart. Uh, so, yeah, a six-part limited series. Uh, they did take a moment to update fans on the upcoming Isle of the Walking Dead spinoff as well. So they talked a little bit about that. Man, they've got so many projects in the works, man, honestly. Um, so, yeah, Stuart, um, Rick Grimes is coming back along with Michonne. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, Stuart, I really did fall off of um, the Walking Dead probably after not man not even after Rick Grimes left I think he was still on the show I probably had like another season of him still to go before he wind up leaving uh it was the very first season we had Negan in full after they killed off homeboy I maybe watched a couple of episodes that season and then I completely just dropped off of it um and um if anything I haven't watched it since then but the news of Andrew Lincoln coming back as a Walking Dead fan in general, I'm really hyped about this. I love Michonne too. I was a big fan of their relationship on TV. Um, I want to see how impactful they're definitely going to be in this new world. I mean, clearly the landscape has changed since I last checked out this particular series. So I really have no idea what's going on in this world. But just having Rick Grimes and Michonne back, it feels like home once again. I feel like this is Walking Dead that I certainly miss. But what, what do you think about the announcement that they're finally coming out with a six-part limited series instead of a movie uh i i definitely need to catch back up on the series <laughs> yeah, but uh but yeah like um i really love andrew lincoln as an actor i really enjoyed his character of uh rick grimes for the most part um i fell off uh, on the walking dead technically mentally i think i was already checked out during uh like i think about at the halfway point through season seven when like kind of with negan it was so weird because like first episode of season seven, they really hyped me up with him as a villain. I was so on board. And then just like over the season, he just like slowly became less and less intimidating and more and more like uh, too comedic. I think they mm -hmm. needed to pull it back a little bit because there was just nothing by the end of season seven, um, you know, when they were really trying to hype you up and go, Oh, war's coming. You know, it's going to be a big war against Negan. Uh, I don't think there was like a single like point during season eight, you know, during the big war where I thought, Oh man, how is Rick and his crew going to get out of this one? And uh, so seven and eight were kind of the seasons where I was mentally checked out. And then I tried watching season nine and I'm like, maybe this will be where everything turns around. And the first four episodes were uh, pretty good uh, for the most part. They actually weren't bad, but then yeah, the episode we got to where they, uh, you know, uh, where Rick, it's kind of like, uh, not killed off but like sent away basically that was where i just lost all interest in the show was like that episode i think that was like the the straw that broke the camel's back because that was when i'm just like wow so you know you can't even like commit to a decision to kill rick <laughs> off and now you're gonna have to when you bring them back you're gonna have to come up with this really bizarre explanation of why he suddenly disappeared for over five years and never you know once stopped to, to like write them a letter saying hey i'm still alive or something like that especially when he had like you know a kid over in alexandria so you know I'll watch it though, but I'm like really nervous about the explanation of why uh, Rick waited so long to come back. So that's, that's the one thing that has me like super nervous about the whole thing. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. Yeah. I think once you take Rick Grimes out, I mean, he was such the, uh, the anchor for that series. Um, I'm actually surprised that it even lasted even as long as it did after Rick Grimes wound up leaving, but they, listen, they did have some really strong characters on there, but for me, it just did not feel the same without um, Rick Grimes. Um, uh, on the series and it was just hard to certainly come back 
but he'll be coming back, ladies and gentlemen. So um, next year, keep a lookout for the new Walking Dead limited series. Um, what else do we have from that week? Uh, that was on Friday, right? Uh, let's see. What else happened on Friday? Oh, you know what else happened on Friday, Stuart? We got ourselves a John Wick for oh, yes. trailer. Yes, so we did. John Wick is back, ladies and gentlemen. I have not had the opportunity to check out this trailer. So this will be the first time uh, I'm checking it out myself. Um, I believe in general, Keanu Reeves was out there on Friday um, having a panel because he was promoting uh, his comic book, uh, Berserker, the Immortal Saga, I believe. They actually had an entire panel uh, in regards to it. Um, it says Keanu Reeves, as well as the creative team behind Berserker, tease what they have in store as they expanded the franchise into film, TV, and books. Um, so his um, Berserker comic is really exploding there. It will be a two-season anime and currently in its early stages um, for Berserker. So from comic book to animation already, big things are happening for Keanu. Uh, and at that, I believe at that panel, uh, or that same day at least, they did go ahead and reveal the John Wick 4 trailer. So if you have not had the opportunity to check out the trailer, now you're going to get the chance to. Let's go ahead and... Uh, See what we wind up getting in here. Again, I apologize about the copyright. Don't hit us. We're just um, promoting promoting your material. Before What's you play the trailer, I gotta bring up something kind of funny. Uh, when I stumbled upon the article mentioning the uh, Berserker uh, animation coming out, like based on the comic book, um, I kind of glanced at the article. I didn't like actually read it or anything, and so I thought it. I didn't realize it was Berserker. I thought it was Berserk, and I thought uh, Keanu Reeves was involved with the adaptation of Berserk, the uh, manga. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That's funny, man. Yeah, I had to. I had to double check it because it's just like letters. It's, I mean, it's it's not like it doesn't spell out Berserker. So I'm like, what? What am I? Have? How do I read this again? Um. So yeah, let's go ahead and uh, check out this. Oh, the trail is already playing and shit. I didn't even realize <laughs> it. My bad. My bad. All right, here. Let's check out this trailer. Have you given any thought to where this ends? Oh, he's in this again? The table will never stop. Oh, this. No one. Not even you. Ooh. Can kill everyone. Ouch. Is that Donnie Yen? What the f You ready, John? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, how can somebody be so cool, man? Oh! Oh my god! Yo! How can one man be this cool? This is just this is just unfair. This is just unfair, bro. <laughs> yep, it was Donnie Yen. I just uh that was Donnie Yen, I, right? I I think like I thought I remembered like us actually talking about that, like that they announced him being in John Wick 4. But yeah, because uh, yeah. he was he was literally right on the cover of our A plus hero report thumbnail that week that they announced oh, it. That's right. Awesome. That's right. Um man, I might want to rewatch that again. Will it let me play it again? It was only like a minute long. Will it play it again? No. Um, 
Oh yeah. Have you given any thought to where this? That's the guy. Is that is that the same guy that um? I don't want to say granted hit him his wish, but the guy that that's not the same guy that he met with at the end of three, right? To get his life back. That's not the same guy. Uh, no, I don't think not, so. this is somebody. I do love this actor though, so I'm really glad that he's in this movie. I can't remember if we've seen him in this trilogy or not, though. The table will never stop. You know this, Wesker. No one. Bill Skarsgård can kill everyone. I can't believe Donnie freaking Yen is in here. <laughs> you ready, John? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs the one line. That's it. Bro, this looks insane. Are those ninchucks he's beating them over the head? Oh my god. Stop, John. Stop. Oh Ooh. my god. Just found another interesting actor that's gonna be in this movie. Uh Clancy Brown, aka Mr. Krabs. Clancy Brown. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Krabs, the uh the oh, guy that god. voice acts Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yes. I can't believe he's he's gonna be in here too. Yeah, was, was, I was another... like looking through the IMDB and I'm like looking at some of the actors. Yeah. There was another guy that was in here, the black guy that was that got his hand stabbed in here uh we see him briefly he look i don't know if that's john washington um is that is that denzel washington's son is, is he in this he looks super the dude uh, looks super familiar to me i don't see anyone or i don't see him on here all right no problem uh that's that's more than fine um i'm trying to see if it gives any notes yeah, it doesn't they didn't really give any um information of regards to John Wick 4 at the panel. Um they just went ahead and dropped the trailer itself. But an amazing trailer, man. Um I absolutely love it. Donnie Yen being on board. There's a part of me now that I'm just like, man, can um can I just get like a a uh a Jackie Chan man? Can I get the Jackie Chan? <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't look as good in the suit as Donnie Yen. Um, but that looked crazy. The the sword fighting, the nunchucks. I even love the chick with the bow and arrow, like how she lands on top of the person's torso and literally like just an arrow to the head. A quick headshot. I mean, it it looks incredible. It's a great um shotgun blast that we see as it just sparks uh from the shooting the guy up close. Yeah, man. Um this is take my money now please yeah uh i i'm definitely gonna be checking this out opening night for sure if i don't watch it the night before that is uh <laughs> yeah everything has me hyped i uh love uh you know the brief glimpses of the action that we got and i love that it seems like it takes place literally right <laughs> where the last one leaves off as we got lord fishburne and john wick uh working together again uh and i love seeing him train and getting uh all ready and i think one of my favorite moments was that uh Really, it was very brief, but I love that brief shot that we get of him kind of like dead center in the frame, and then we get like this big background of like kind of it looks like a snowy area. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder what do you think that's set at? 
Uh, no idea, but uh, it looks cool, and uh, yeah, I definitely shots. need to give that a shout out. <laughs> yeah, definitely great scenery, great, uh, great um, um, scene selections, and uh, just wherever they the locations that they film uh, always blow me away in here, man. It's uh, it's very um, James Bond esque in the sense of like all the international travel we've seen from this series so far. I've, I'm really digging it. Yeah, um, what if yeah, James guys. Bond was a criminal? <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, guys, go ahead and let us know your thoughts in regards to the John Wick 4 trailer. Uh, who else we got in here? Iba say he says last week when you were answering questions about critics and reviewers, you were kind of hypocritical because you said movies and shows is art and people have different opinions. Absolutely. Um, yet you said regarding Sony and Venom 2, it's as bad as critics say. So you're saying critics are always right? Not at all. I just saying I'm agreeing with the critics' point of view here. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing hypocritical about it. I mean, it's it's true. Movies and television and art is all subjective, right? So everything that you see certainly hits people differently. Uh, me and Stuart could watch the same exact thing and have two completely different opinions on it. doesn't mean he's wrong or I'm right. It just means that's what art is supposed to do. It's supposed to be subjective and give um, hit people a certain type of way. So when I say things like Sony and Venom 2, it's as bad as the critics say, I'm just simply stating that that's a point of view that I agree with in regards to how the critics certainly view um, those particular movies because I was not certainly a big fan of them. Um, so does that mean the critics are right just because I agree with them? Absolutely not. You can definitely not agree with the critics. You can certainly have your own opinions. So I don't think there's anything hypocritical at all. I just think you need to better understand maybe the term hypocritical, but it's not, not you know, it's nothing I said was hypocritical on that. I don't think. What do you think, Stuart? Uh, I think just the fact that you agree with the critics makes you a hypocrite for some reason. Such an ass. <laughs> How dare you have a similar opinion to a critic? Don't you know they're an entirely different species? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I don't think there's anything hypocritical about that. But maybe if I'm no, wrong. No, not me. at all. <laughs> um, Roberto says, when Power Morphicon arrived, Please do a similar A-plus here report Sunday, just like today with a San Diego Comic-Con. I certainly might. If they've got some big news that winds up dropping, we certainly might do a nice little recap of Power Morphicon. I'll try to give you guys uh, the stuff on the spot uh, if I can. Uh, actually, does A-plus opinions have a TikTok? We do not. Ooh, if we wanted to start an A-plus opinions TikTok, then what I could do is I could do like short form uh, videos on my phone uh, while I'm there, and then I could upload them both as a YouTube short and as a uh, TikTok. Oh, I do like that. Maybe we'll have to start that. Are you going to you're going to be there? You got tickets? Oh, heck yeah. Okay, maybe it's shit. Maybe I'll give you if you got a video camera, maybe I'll have you record some panels or something too, bro. I might I might put you to work, Stuart, while you out there All for right. a little bit. Hell yeah. I got something better than a video camera. I got a uh, phone that films <laughs> in uh, 4K. So yeah. I love, it. I, love <laughs> it. I love it. So yeah, maybe we'll have some Power Morphicon coverage in some capacity. So yeah, definitely look forward to that. Um, all right. And then also on Friday, and this will wrap up Friday, um, Marvel Animation wind up dropping. Stuart, Marvel Animation. Um, had a big panel um, this particular week. They did showcase... Um, they did showcase a trailer for I Am Groot, which I did not know that they did that for. Um, it's a teaser, more like. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it worth watching? Yeah. Okay. Since you uh, said it was worth watching, let's go ahead and check out this uh, 
I am Groot trailer. Because, yeah, I totally did not see that. From the studio. Oh, God. See, this is <laughs> this is how you know it's going to be something ridiculous. Yep. They give you the epic movies first just to show you something very different. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, um, oh, before you play this trailer, actually, like, uh, did you ever see... I, it was one of the trailers for the first Lego movie, and I love it because right before playing it, it goes from the directors of 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street comes a movie, nothing like either of them. And then it shows the <laughs> Lego movie trailer. No, that's a good one. I love that one. All right, here we go. This is I Am Groot um, official trailer. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> no no <laughs> did he fart out a leaf and ah oh, oh. what the Five shorts. <laughs> August 10th. August 10th, guys. Um, so the question I have is, is this MCU canon? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I would assume so. It looks like everything is just going to be affecting Groot and no one else. So, you know, they don't have to worry about stepping on anyone's toes or anything like that. It's just five, like, kind of shorts that are very uh, self-contained. It, it very much reminds me of uh, another show that came to Disney Plus, like, just a couple or probably just a month ago uh, with uh, Big Hero 6. They had, like, kind of a, a Baymax uh, spinoff. And it was it was just um, I think it was like six or seven short stories of uh, Baymax just doing his duty as Baymax, like kind of going around uh, San Francisco, uh, San Francisco and helping people out with uh, with uh, different problems uh, ranging from, you know, uh, um, like a scratch on their arm to in some cases, uh, you know, one person's like aller allergic to fish, but he sells fish. So, yeah, you know, things like that. It's pretty creative. And then uh, the very uh, last episode is all the different people helped working together to uh, help find them after his battery like uh gets shut off at the worst time oh man i yeah i hadn't seen that before i hadn't heard that before. oh yeah yeah i definitely recommend it, it it'll take you probably less than an hour to uh binge. okay yeah okay i'll definitely check it out then for sure uh let's see here um Derek said he watched the Groot trailer 12 times this morning it was hilarious can't believe we're getting a limited <laughs> series of his uh yeah most definitely man um uh, let's see here. It does say here in the details for I Am Groot, it says that um, Vin Diesel is set to reprise his role um, also. So they're definitely going to be um, uh, bringing him back to certainly do it. I wasn't quite sure. Um, it says at Comic-Con, the director shared that the central question of the series was, how do we make Groot's childhood relatable? Bath time, arts and crafts, playing dress up, but making it sci-fi. She also sees that the series will feature some old and new faces from the MCU. So, uh, yeah, man, I guess uh, maybe we should be uh, paying attention to that one, Stuart. 
Um, did I lose you? Oh, he has to be. He'll be right back. Um, let's see here. What else did we wind up having from the animation panel? I guess we should just dive into the animation side of things. Um, they didn't really showcase any other or at least reveal any other trailers to the public out of here even though I do believe that they might have shown some exclusive footage to those in attendance over at Hall H for the Marvel animation on Friday. Um, they actually announced and talked about four different titles. Um, they had Marvel's What If Season 2, which is set to go ahead and drop early 2023. So we do have a what if season two coming for you guys early 2023. And they also announced that what if has been picked up for a third season as well. So we're going to be getting ourselves more details in regards to the what if series. Uh, let me see if there's any details that came out of it. Uh, it says the second season of the fan favorite animated series will return. Uh, we'll see the return of the watcher. Uh, as it meets new heroes and explores strange new worlds in the MCU's uh, ever-expanding multiverse. Um, I want to say that they also announced that we were going to be seeing some other characters uh, in here as well. I think they said they're going to be visiting medieval times, going back to some storylines from 1602, which was a Marvel um, sort of... Um, uh, I don't want to say like an Elseworld story, but they're definitely going to be diving into that. Uh, Captain Carter is certainly going to be returning along with Black Widow, along with Steve Rogers as Iron Man. So definitely a lot for them to certainly look forward to when it comes to What If Season 2. That will be dropping early 2023 for you guys. And then again, it's also being picked up for a Season 3. They also went ahead and announced the spinoff to What If, which is in fact officially Marvel zombies uh marvel zombies was officially announced as well i don't believe that drops until 2024 um but it will in fact be picking up where the marvel zombie episode certainly left off at so we definitely have that to certainly look forward to when it comes to marvel zombies um and i think if anything they did go ahead and showcase some artwork for marvel zombies i didn't get a chance to go ahead and actually pull up some of the artwork for you guys i do apologize but marvel zombies was officially announced that's actually going to be tv mature believe it or not um so marvel zombies an animated series will in fact be tv mature basically because of gore uh, so we definitely have um, a lot to look forward to in regards to that. Oh, your backstory. Good to certainly have oh, you back. Yeah. Good to have you back. Um, yeah, I was trying to see. It says the animated series Marvel Studios reimagines the Marvel Universe as a new generation of heroes. Uh, it says they did uh, preview the upcoming spinoff series for Marvel Zombies. It says the series is set to include heroes like Shang-Chi, uh, Yelena Belova, and Red Guardian, uh, Hawkeye's Kate Bishop. Um, we've got Jimmy Woo from WandaVision along with Miss Marvel. Um, some of the other zombies that they're going to have this uh, for their Marvel zombie season, Ghosts, uh, Abomination, Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Okoye, and Captain America. And I also believe that they showcased Icarus from the Eternals as a zombie also. So uh, um, Zombie Superman. <laughs> yeah, dude. I can't even imagine. That's just terrifying um to to hear about honestly um outside of that let's really get into some of the 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 great um artwork for some of these upcoming animated series because Stuart they also went ahead and announced spider-man 
freshman year as we got ourselves a fantastic glimpse into this upcoming season. Um, now, this does not drop until 2024, ladies and gentlemen. So this is actually still quite the ways of way when it comes to um, this animated series. So 2024, and believe it or not, Stuart, it's already been picked up for a second season. <laughs> Spider-Man sophomore year is coming also. So we've got freshman year and sophomore year of Spider-Man. Uh, and they had some really great reveals in here, Stuart. Um, first off, the art style. Uh, as we get the opportunity to see young Peter Parker here, this feels literally like they just ripped this out of the pages of Steve Ditko, Amazing Spider-Man back in the day, Stuart. Wouldn't you agree? It looked like if he wanted to back in the day based, uh, base uh, Peter Parker's look on Tom Holland pr pretty much. Yes. And, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, it looks so perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. It says the series is also set to go ahead and take place um, before Captain America Civil War. Um, so it, it looks as though, um, if anything, there's um, a very younger version of Peter Parker here. And you even get to see some of the other artwork as well. Um, they even hinted at the idea that he's going to be getting um, different variations of suits in here also that you can see. Uh, clearly, this one is uh, very much um, the beginning stages, if you will, of him trying to figure out some Spider-Man suits. But the other suits that they did highlight in here, Stuart, um, kind of familiar to people from the comic books. I want to say these are pretty early iterations um, of Spider-Man costumes from maybe like early 2000s, Stuart. I, I, some of these are pretty um, recognizable. Do you remember any of the suits at all from these? Uh, the uh, Obviously the one in the center, but then also the one, uh, the white one right next to it. Uh, I can't remember where I've seen it from, but I know I've definitely seen that uh, Spider-Man outfit before. Yeah, the one that, the two that jump out to me that I've seen are the ones on the ends. Um uh, I've seen them. I can't remember what time period this was for Peter Parker where he couldn't be Spider-Man anymore. I can't remember if Ben Riley was the Spider-Man now or if it was the superior Spider-Man with Doc Ock and he had to come up with another persona. I can't remember the top of my top of my head, but I do remember those two corner. Um, he literally came up with new superhero names and everything. So I am I'm fascinated and by anything, Stuart, about how they're taking the comic book lore from later in Peter's life and really including them very much as a starting off point for some of his maybe costume designs. I think that's a pretty interesting direction to take that. I hope they show uh, us how he makes these costumes because uh, they do show us like in Civil War that Peter Parker is a bit of a dumpster diver. So I hope we get to see him kind of like utilizing a bunch of junk and being able to make something really cool out of it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that that would be pretty cool to kind of see. Um, they also did go ahead and reveal to us, and we'll look at, um, uh, let's see here, uh, Daredevil will in fact be in the series, Stuart. They got Charlie Cox coming back to go ahead and reprise his role as he's going to be doing the voice here. Um, Charlie Cox is just being used everywhere right now. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, they said, you want Daredevil? We've got Daredevil for you. I think you mentioned that in the messenger. Like, we can't get enough Daredevil now. Um, he's everywhere. Um, but if he's going to be to phase uh, four and five, what uh, Iron Man was to phase three. That's what it feels like, bro. Absolutely. 
Um, they they are claiming that this is MCU canon, that this does fit into the timeline of everything. I am scratching my head a little bit, and you'll see why as we go a little bit further along with this as to truly how this fits into MCU canon. The way that they talk about it, they talk about it like it's supposed to line up in the timeline, but I certainly do have my questions, and I will be curious to see if this um, this series does answer those. So, um, yeah, Charlie Cox will be reprising his role as Daredevil. Uh, we also get the opportunity to see um, some other characters that are going to be in here. Doctor Strange uh, will be popping up in this series as well. We already know the connection between Spidey and um, uh, Stephen Strange. Um, but again, they didn't meet each other until their Avengers time, right, Stuart? So how does well, Doctor Strange fit into this, you think? With with Doctor Strange, uh, Peter Parker didn't meet, uh, or Peter Parker didn't formally meet Doctor Strange until the events of Infinity War. However, oh, okay. the uh, one photo that we see of Doctor Strange that's like in the show, uh, it shows Peter Parker like in his civilian outfits, and it looks like Doctor Strange is just there to uh, save him, and it doesn't look like he's there fighting alongside with Peter. So uh, if point. if we do see him and Spider Man like actually fighting side by side, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say we probably won't see uh you know, like obviously dr strange isn't gonna find out that peter parker is spider-man i think he's only gonna think that he's working with this uh spider fellow that he's just met for the first time you might be right in regards to that i'm glad you pointed out this um this uh still photo here too because uh that does um that might clarify some things also for us um they also did go ahead and highlight some of uh peter parker's friends that we can certainly expect in here i think um they mentioned that amadeus Choi was going to be in here i'm assuming he's a scientist here with a lab coat on um he actually goes on to become hulk in the comic books if i'm not mistaken um they've also got nico minuro from the runaways who will be in here as well um lonnie lincoln um you can see harry osborne it looks like in the uh i'm assuming that's harry in the uh wait is that harry in the in the football costume i don't know if that's him or if that's homeboy all very far right. I think that might be him in the football costume. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Because I think he's the jock. I think that's him. Oh, so Harry Osborne's a jock in this. Cool. Is that Harry Osborne? Maybe that's Flash Thompson. I wonder if that's Flash Thompson. Uh, if, if that's Flash Thompson, this is definitely definitely not MCU canon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 curious if that is in fact. Harry, and the only reason why I say that is because, believe it or not, Stuart, um, I was not expecting this. Norman Osborn uh, has been announced for this series as well. Um, it does look like he's going to be a mentor to Peter Parker well before Tony Stark um, jumps on the scene to become his mentor. So if uh, Norman Osborn is around, you know his uh, son is not too far. So I got to think that that's probably... Harry Osborne and those other photos. Um, so Norman's going to be in here, which again, if this is MCU canon steward, this is our first introduction to Norman in any form or fashion. Uh, he didn't pop up in the trilogy uh, for Spider-Man whatsoever. So maybe this will give us some explanation on where he's been and maybe even open the door for him to show up at some point in time. What do you think? Yeah, this is the one that has me scratching my head the most. Because, uh, yeah, there there was nothing in uh, No Way Home to indicate that Peter ever knew a Norman Osborn. In fact, like, I thought the whole thing was that Norman didn't exist in the MCU. So, 
yeah, this is kind of the number one thing that's making me kind of think this may be in its own like universe. Um, but maybe not. They might surprise us at the very end. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe Norman drugs Peter and makes him forget about him and Harry Osborne so they can go into hiding. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, man, I'm not quite sure how they um, how they're going to play this out. But yeah, so I'm definitely scratching my head in regards to some of the decisions that they have here. Here's a list of some of the upcoming villains, too that we can certainly expect we got a, our version of dr octopus in here too again sc head scratching moment after we just watched no way yeah. home um we also got looks like scorpion is in here um on the far end it looks like that's chameleon uh, i'm not sure who the rest of some of these characters are but we're definitely going to have some interesting villains for freshman year of spider-man for sure Man, this feels like everything that like Marvel wanted to do with Spider-Man, but couldn't because they had like very <laughs> limited uh, licensing with the character. But I think like when it comes to animation, that's when Marvel is like, hey, this may be in the MCU, but it's animation, which means we can do whatever we want with Spider-Man. <laughs> we can use whichever characters we want to use uh, for uh, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I love the the uh, um, range of villains that it seems that we're getting, and it's interesting. So the uh, the guy literally right underneath the uh, V uh, for villains. I'm wondering if that's supposed to be Rhino before he gets oh. the uh, costume because he it, he looks big and kind of like uh, how Rhino looks in the comic books. Uh, that's a good call. Uh, you might be onto something there. That, that's probably my first impression too. Just kind of seeing him, um, yeah, because stout, you know thick dude with muscles yeah that might be rhino who certainly knows um but yeah guys that is in fact spider-man freshman year somebody in the comments said something that he looks like billy from uh <laughs> blossom says i can't get over that billy looks like uh that peter looks like my like billy from mighty morphin uh, absolutely absolutely I, I can definitely see that that's really funny especially because he's wearing blue yeah absolutely um shout out to um planet mr planet profit appreciate you coming through he says he subscribed so thank you very much um Tarek says will this take place after no way home or completely different your post on facebook has tom holland um yeah yeah tom holland's not coming back to reprise his role either um he's not going to be doing the voice work for peter parker in this series uh i'm assuming if anything's um Tarek, this takes place, it says, before Captain America's Civil War. So this is very much still in the infancy of uh, Spider-Man's career. Um, so a lot of things that we did not get the opportunity to see in these movies, we'll get the opportunity to certainly see here. Um, Facebook user, I'm assuming this is Indy or somebody else. It says, I'm geeked about this now. Uh, I'm assuming talking about um freshman year so uh, yeah man I'm, I'm really looking forward to it still a long ways away 2024 um but remember they've also been picked up for a second season spider-man freshman year to certainly look forward to in regards to that but uh yeah that was a great um great panel that i thought that they had um that day for marvel uh, animation i'm kind of curious if sophomore year is going to end like right when uh when the events of captain america <laughs> civil war take off Oh, that's a good yeah, that's a good uh that's a good point. I I, I do kind of wonder that too. Um because yeah, homecoming, what year was homecoming for him? Was that his sophomore year? Because yeah, I was under the assumption that homecoming was his uh sophomore year. Sophomore year? Okay. Um so yeah, we'll see how like sophomore, junior, senior, you know. Yeah, because he did um was applying for colleges at the end of No Way Home. So yeah, we'll see how um the storytelling lines up with what we've gotten from the movies. Um and then last from Marvel Animation. Um, 
X-Men 97. This is what I was really looking forward to. Again, they did have some footage that was shown at San Diego Comic-Con, but nothing that was released out to the public as of yet. Um, I don't think they did it for X-Men 97. I think they might have done something, some footage for like, what if uh, maybe Spider-Man freshman year also, but no footage was shown for X-Men 97, but they did reveal to us um the lineup of characters along with some of the artwork that they're going to be tackling so this is in fact our main lineup of team members for x-men 97 um surprisingly no professor x there it's been a minute since i've watched the x-men series uh, but this will pick up from the original animated series of x-men from 1992 to 96 as this picks up the story. Now, believe it or not, Disney Plus has even rearranged the order of episodes, Stuart, to now be in order. Um, so when you go back and you watch X-Men, because I think even as a kid watching some of the episodes, the time periods uh, and the timeline kind of jumped all over the place in regards to its storytelling. Um, but Disney Plus has officially put them in chronological timeline order, uh, all the stories. So you can go ahead and catch up on the X-Men animated series that way before jumping into X-Men 97. So this is, in fact, the main team. They also reveal to us Magneto in a brand new suit. Um, this looks like his, what is it, Asteroid M time period, I believe, like, uh, when he was really kind of... Um, um, like the leader of the Brotherhood of Mutants, I feel like during this time period, really establishing sort of a um, um, uh, just a legacy for the mutants in regards to their, you know, a place for them to live type of thing. Um, but I love this costume design of Magneto's here. This is straight out of the comic books also. And they did mention that he is going to be the leader of the X-Men in this series while donning this brand new costume. So, again, the big question I have is, what happened to Professor X, Stuart? Where is he at? Do you recall um, events happening in the X-Men animated series for him not to be there? Well, okay, so the what they also announced was a little bit head-scratching, but, like, it would explain why Charles is uh, missing. Uh, this is supposedly in the same world uh, that Doctor Strange visited. Oh, shit. But my only issue with that is that we have Captain Carter in that in that scene, and uh, we know for a fact that Captain America exists within that X Men uh, ninety uh, ninety or that X Men ninety seven universe. So that'd be kind of the one big continuity error. But according to like sources, they're saying that this is supposed to be connected to that world, and I think That's that crazy. might be the explanation they give for why we don't see Charles Xavier. I was hoping that that would be the explanation because I've always wanted after seeing Charles in Doctor Strange, I thought to myself, wouldn't that be cool if X-Men 97 actually connects, uh, has some connective tissues to Doctor Strange. So if that is the reason, I think that's brilliant um, strategizing from them. And I've never really been under the impression that everybody that we saw from the Illuminati are all from the same exact timeline or same multiverse world. So I kind of thought that they were maybe like a, uh, an ensemble of people from different Earths. So um, so for me, I, the idea of Captain Carter being up there doesn't really throw me off in regards to like, but there's a Captain America in the X-Men world. I, I think that she's just from a different multiverse. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Magneto now officially the leader of the team. Uh, we also got to see some upcoming other characters that are going to be popping up in this series as well. Good old Cable, Bishop, Forge, Nightcrawler. You got Morph, and it looks like Sunspot uh, all the way to the far left as well. So some additional characters are going to be involved in here too. Uh, and then, of course, some of the villains uh, as we get the opportunity to see some of the Hellfire Club in here. Um, is that Calypso, I believe, from the Morlocks? Um, and then, of course, you've got uh, Mr. Sinister uh, in the middle as well. So um, this should be a fun series, man. I'm really excited to go ahead and uh, go back to checking it out. I think they I think they are kind of staying as true to the original animated um, style as possible, but clearly some uh, a little bit of modernization to it as well. But um, what did you what did you think about the presentation, Stuart, overall for them? Uh, man, I'm, I'm more hyped for the show than ever. Like, uh, I, again, I had no idea what to expect from, uh, what the overall design and aesthetic of the show was going to be, but seeing that they wanted to look exactly like the uh, show from the nineties, uh, that's awesome. I can't wait to see how it's going to look now in motion because obviously, you know, back then super limited on resources. So of course, you know, you got characters barely being able to move that much, but here, uh, now you, you got like modern technology, but you're still using that art style. So I'm really curious what it's going to look like when we when it gets into motion you know uh that's what i'm really excited for and it looks like you froze on me oh yeah man so i really cool. can't wait to uh-oh am i still uh here? like i, I yeah, can my, hear you uh, but you're like mine. uh you're like uh frozen in this uh position on, on my end i don't know if it's like that for the people watching the video <laughs> yeah my um my my stuff is frozen on me, so give me a minute here to try and get. Uh, oh, there we go. You're back now. Up and running again. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's um it's kind of janky right now on my side still a little bit, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, no, I I really love what we wind up getting from the animation side. I wanted to actually do a a singular video surrounding just Marvel animation, but it just wind up getting a little bit too late that night when I was trying to put all the um all the stuff together. Uh, for all the content we were dishing out all week long. So I wasn't able to go ahead and do a solo video for it. So I definitely wanted to go ahead and highlight it here uh, on this particular episode. Um, let's see here. What else do we got? Um, so that wraps up Friday. Um, and I guess if anything, Stuart, we should definitely move on to Saturdays because Saturday was a huge day also. Um, I don't know if you saw this real quick. I, I just want to go ahead and highlight this. Um, there's an Avatar movie yes. um, coming out. Did you did you hear about this, Stuart? I did. Uh got really excited when I saw it was supposed to be like the uh, adult versions of uh, the original Team Avatar because, uh, you know, um, in Legend of Korra, we would get occasional flashbacks to this particular era, like what you see, like their exact age of what they are right now. Uh, but we never got to see like full-on stories about this era. So... Yeah, this is kind of an exciting time period to explore because, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be cool to see like where the characters were at and hopefully finally kind of get some explanations on characters that we didn't see in Legend of Korra. Because specifically with Aang and uh, Sokka, like we never really get got to see what happened to those two. Um, so I'm wondering if this show might uh, or if this movie might answer some of those questions. 
Yeah, they certainly might, man. Um, I want to bring that up real quick because I know you were a big fan of it. it. It did just briefly drop on our Facebook page. There is more details in regards to it, but uh, I want to go ahead and at least pull it up and give you a chance to kind of talk about your levels of excitement for it. But yeah, they them them looking older just got me hyped already. I had never even seen the series, but I was like, oh, that's so cool that they're doing them as older characters now. Um, that's a pretty big win, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah definitely uh i am hoping that it keeps the same humor it'll be like kind of uh interesting because they won't be able to rely on the uh the banter that you would normally get with uh young people like from the original series so i'm kind of curious uh how they're going to adjust it now now that they're all adults and i'm also curious oh i forgot ang has a uh, family in uh, legend of course so i'm wondering if we might get like a young tenson and uh you know his siblings in the show uh Oh my gosh, get to see them as like kind of the same age as uh, Team Avatar was back in the day. That would be pretty cool. Um, I just want to jump to a comment real quick. This is from Desmond. I guess going back to X-Men 97, uh, says the last episode he was sick and went to space. I'm assuming talking about the last oh, episode of X-Men. Xavier, okay. So yeah, maybe he went and hung out with the Shi'ar, she, she, was it the she, Shi'ar Empire maybe? Um, so we'll see. Um, all right, guys. Um, other than that, let's get into day three, Saturday, guys. Uh, this will kick off. This actually kicked off with Warner Brothers, ladies and gentlemen, as we had ourselves a huge uh, couple of um, uh, trailers. The first trailer, well, uh, the first trailer that they definitely showed was Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Did you check it out, Stuart? Uh, yes, uh, definitely looking pretty exciting. Uh, basically a lot of the things I loved about the uh, first movie coming, uh, coming through in this trailer. Yeah, I definitely agree. Also, man, um, if you guys have not had the opportunity to check out the trailer, let me see if I can go ahead and Ooh, pull it up here while you're getting that uh, trailer ready. I'm going to answer a comment, uh, cause go I'm going to have to disagree with this one. Uh, yeah, I, I really hope they don't ignore the comic books because uh, I've been reading a lot of the Avatar The Last Airbender uh, tie-in comic books, and they're written by the uh, creators of the show, uh, and they're kind of amazing. Like, uh, it, it's really cool, like, some of the themes they tackle. Like, it always feels very consistent with the same tone of the uh, uh, original series, but they get a lot more mature with the uh, topics because they're topics that just uh, would have been... I don't I think it just would have been not as interesting to watch for kids like in the form of a TV show. So I think that the comics really explore really cool storylines that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Um, so let's uh, dive real quick into Shazam Fury of the Gods. This went ahead and kicked off the Warner Brothers panel. They only had the two movies that they were showcasing, but uh, I think they were pretty impressive. Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into Shazam Fury of the Gods. I'm an idiot. It's showtime. I don't deserve these powers, if I'm being honest. Like, what am I even contributing? Ow! There's <laughs> already a superhero with a red suit with a lightning bolt on it. Aquaman is literally huge and he's so manly. And Batman is so cool. <laughs> and I'm just me. Uh, I do love that shot. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, the wizard gave me superpowers. And then everybody got superpowers. Where's everyone going? To fight crime? They are they are so grown in this sewer. They've all grown so much. Yeah. You understand I'm a pediatrician. 
The daughters of Atlas. Okay. Children stole the power of all the gods. Woo! Very personal, Look, I might not have as much experience as you because I'm not super old like you. But I've seen all the furious movies, lady. It's all about family. Damn, I've I've seen that clip so many times. It's smooth every time I see it. I don't know how we fight powers like this. You think I know how to fix this, dude? But I really don't. Everyone can be worthy. Let's give it a chance. Now go fight for your family. Go fight for the world. Intense. <laughs> I just threw a truck at a dragon. I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love it. Yeah, for sure. Uh looks great. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, man. I the humor is certainly still there. You know, they've been talking for a while now about the scope of this movie, how much bigger it's certainly going to be. Uh, you can just feel it in here, not only just from the special effects, but like visually, even looks like it visually looks like it even took a step from the first Shazam movie that we've seen. Uh, some of the the shot selections in here are absolutely gorgeous to certainly watch. Uh, I'm really excited to see how the daughters of Atlas play into all of this. We've seen a lot from Helen Mirren along with Lucy Liu. We haven't really seen too much Rachel Z. Uh, with the exception of finally in this particular trailer kind of teasing her powers it feels like she's kind of i don't know just from the trailer alone i get vibes that maybe she's a reluctant daughter of of atlas uh maybe like her own powers are kind of emerging and so maybe you've got uh helen mirroring characters and lucy loose trying to bring her onto their side yet maybe she's kind of caught in a little bit of a struggle of being i don't want to say being a part of the shazam family but uh, i am kind of curious if she's just not fully where the rest of her other sisters uh are certainly at as of right now in regards to their power set but uh it looks fun man it looks awesome it, it looks much bigger than the first movie for sure yeah um uh, are the children of atlas from dc or um from like actual greek mythology or are they like original to uh dc comic books uh, you know, that's a good question, man. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head. I don't really know. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just asked because I was like trying to Google it, but I couldn't uh, find anything. Uh, but yeah, like um, the like you said, pretty much like the production. It looks like it's really kind of uh, stepped up. They have a lot more confidence, I think, with the sequel after the uh, success of the first movie. Um, I was okay, so I was slightly disappointed to kind of realize this is going to be like a four year, you know, four years <laughs> later, which means like uh a lot of the kids are going to of course be a lot older meaning it, it'll it, it'll feel like um you know too much time is kind of passing between movies i think but you know kind of looking at the trailer i'm actually more okay with it now that uh I, I don't think it, it's not that I wasn't okay with it before. It's more like I was concerned about that. I'm like, oh man, they're gonna have to change a lot of things up for this to like kind of uh, you know still feel very 
to to still be able to capture a lot of the uh great things about the first one even though the characters are going to be like so different you know in this movie uh but watching it you know i think they got a good thing going for it i like the idea that uh billy is now the one trying to be kind of more mature and more responsible now that he's a superhero and then you got the siblings being the ones who are now like having a lot of fun with their powers which was kind of like the opposite dynamic in the previous movie where billy was the one having fun and then his brother was the one trying to like kind of tell him hey no great power comes great responsibility so yeah everything i've seen from this uh, i love it uh looks like billy's going to be trying to take uh step up and be a little bit more mature so we'll see how that uh works out yeah like for me i definitely do think that the family dynamic will certainly still be there i think it'll be interesting to see what that's like now that the kids are a little bit older and a little bit more grown and mature um somebody in here did say um Tarek says, sometimes I feel like the younger actors of Shazam are pointless uh, when we know their adult forms are obviously played by other actors. For me, I kind of like the, the the differences between them and their personalities because it definitely feels like it changes a little bit um, just seeing them as adults. The only person that officially is not changing in here now um, is the Grace Fulton character. Um, I believe Grace, the actress um, who played uh, the younger version of herself in the first movie didn't get to play Mary Marvel, but now that she's older, um, she's getting to play the Mary Marvel role. So I think she's the only person that doesn't transfer that doesn't uh, have a different actor now to play them as part of the Shazam family. Which uh, I wonder if that's like just the thing, like when you become an adult, it just takes your adult form. Uh, and that's why for her in uh, Black Adam, they look, you know, the same when, mm. when they use their powers. Oh, you mean in, um, in Shazam? Yeah, well, well, I did because like oh. her and Black Adam both look the same when they're using oh, yeah. their, their uh, powers, even though they come from the uh, same source. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marceline also says, hopefully they give the side characters more screen time. One flaw the first Shazam movie had was that Billy didn't form a relationship with everyone aside from Freddie and maybe Darla. Yeah, I, I think they'll probably have a bigger role in this one for sure. Um, now that we have a huge time jump, if you will. Um, if anything, it definitely feels like um, uh, they'll probably get some more screen time, especially again with Grace Fulton now as uh, Mary Marvel. Um, she'll definitely get more opportunities. But um, you you would think that the bond between their family have certainly grown over the years. Um, and I think just get an opportunity to see, I think even one of the lines in here that the wizard tells him is, you know, this is your opportunity to fight for your family. Um, so I, I, it definitely gave me goosebumps just hearing that. So I, I'm loving the themes that they're probably going to tackle in this movie uh let's yeah. see here uh what else we got um after the shazam trailer ladies and gentlemen they also revealed to us the black adam trailer guys and believe it or not Stuart, i have not checked out this trailer yet have you seen it no i thought that was only i thought they only released it at a uh, comic-con i didn't know there was another one um so they did release um so what they released to the public was shorter than what San Diego Comic-Con actually wind up having. Um, so they did get the opportunity to see a lot more of this uh, film than we certainly did uh, when it comes to the trailer. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into this, shall we? Because, uh, yeah, this is my first time checking it out for myself, Stuart. So let's see what we got. Ooh, here we go. <clears throat> My powers are not a gift. 
But a curse. Damn, I love that shot. Black Adam. Oh. You believe you are not worthy. Oh my god, Dr. Fate, Maxima. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. Oh, God. We'll be the hero. Instead, they've got me. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. October 21st. Man, this was just all about... Yeah, this was just all about Black Adam facing off against the JSA. Holy shit, man. Uh, what a great, like, one-minute trailer. This makes me wish that I really had the opportunity to see everything that the San Diego Comic-Con uh, crowd got the opportunity to dive into, bro. I could not uh, – that's pretty awesome, man. You know what, uh, you know what kind of sucks? Uh, Dwayne Johnson and uh, the rest of the crew and cast from Black Adam got booed off stage because they expected uh, because of the Henry Cavill thing with them expecting no. an announcement. So apparently they got booed off stage once the uh, once the panel ended, or specifically once they said that was all for DC, and people that was when people started booing. Oh, okay, that I can understand. I mean, they definitely got us hyped. Well, I don't want to say they got us hyped, but the rumor mill certainly got us hyped. Um, but you know, that's not necessarily on them. You know, they didn't do anything wrong there, so that kind of sucks that they got booed off. But um, yeah, I mean, people definitely. I can understand people certainly wanting more, especially when you've got a Batgirl movie out there. Um, you know, that people probably certainly wanted to see. There's nothing wrong with that film. I'm surprised they didn't even showcase to us Blue Beetle, which in fact officially has wrapped. Um, I get the idea of maybe not wanting to show off the flash um, because of everything that's certainly going on. But so I definitely think that they had some ammo in the bag that I kind of wish that they showcased a little bit. But maybe they mm -hmm. felt because a lot of this a lot of this stuff isn't going to be released until next year. Uh, maybe they wanted to uh, hold off on maybe later this year for an upcoming DC fandom if they continue to to do that what, what do you think is the reason they didn't showcase some of the other stuff um I, I if I had to guess I would assume because of like the big overhaul that Discovery is supposedly doing with DC so they don't know what they want to show off uh going forward yet um I definitely don't think it's because they didn't have enough footage for or they didn't have a trailer put together for uh um uh, blue beetle because like keep in mind with batman they had like maybe a uh i think they said a fourth of the movie filmed uh when they made like the really awesome trailer that we got for uh dc uh, uh or for dc dome when they give us the trailer for uh the batman so i think it, it it's just because of the uh, dc overhaul and nothing else yeah, it could be a lot of question marks that they certainly still have in regards to the future of uh, where they're going with the DCEU. So would certainly explain maybe holding off on some of the stuff and just focusing on what um, is going to go ahead and end off the year. Uh, Marcelino with the correction here. Thank you so much. He says that wasn't Maxima in the trailer. It was actually Cyclone. So thank you very much for uh, bringing that to my attention there. 
Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this. Um, if you guys missed it, Indy did go ahead and give his thoughts on this trailer in the uh, on the YouTube channel. So certainly go ahead and check it out for yourselves, guys. Uh, but yeah, Black Adam with a new trailer. Certainly look forward to. It looks great, man. Action-wise, it looks absolutely incredible. I just hope that the story is certainly there. Getting the opportunity to see Dr. Fate even more. I love the shot of like the several Dr. Fates holding on to him while he's like electrocuting a freaking truck that's being thrown towards him just melting it before it gets to him that's an unbelievable power man and i cannot wait to see how black adam and the jsa truly shake up the dceu going forward i think this is a really great launching point for a lot of these characters if you ask me and i think with dwayne the rock johnson as the spokesperson for sort of like this side of the dceu i think they found themselves in a really prime position uh to ha have a much bigger role certainly going forward what do you think uh, definitely agree. If we don't get a JSA spinoff after this movie, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. Uh, the guy that they got playing Dr. Fate, um, I keep forgetting his name, but uh, uh, James uh, yeah. Bond. Um, it's not Pierce. It's not. No. What the fuck is his name? Uh, wait, is it Timothy Dalton or is that the other? Timothy, I think. No, it's not Timothy Dalton either. God damn it. No, that was the one before him, um, I think. Ah, crap. But regardless, I love that we got, uh, you know, James Bond is uh, Dr. Fate. I think that's like a perfect uh, uh, casting pretty much. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a thing, single thing that uh, has yeah, to be is, worried about this Pierce. movie. It is Pierce. Yeah, oh, it was Pierce Brosnan. Uh -huh. Okay, cool. He so, looks yeah, so, so much different older now. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't think, I don't know what else I can say that's like new other than I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um, and then from Saturday, um, we should probably jump into Saturday night, uh, as we wind up getting a bunch of Marvel stuff, guys. Oh, so yeah. this is the juicy Marvel take, uh, in regards to their recap. Um, we did go ahead and do a video, uh, announcing phase five and phase six, uh, for a very quick, uh, sort of, uh, going through some of the um oh real quick before we leave the black adam stuff Stuart, um i wanted to go ahead and post some photos because um dwayne rock johnson actually came out on stage at the panel dressed up as black adam himself uh they literally like hauled this man into the sky on this platform and had a huge like uh electricity and lightning effect behind him all misty and stuff i mean he definitely had uh one of the more remarkable entrances that san diego comic-con had uh had seen in a while man so they definitely um they definitely played it up uh, let's see here. And then last but not least, as we dive into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Stuart, uh, let's go ahead and talk about everything that was revealed uh, because Kevin Feige came out and he pretty much just outlined um, the future of the MCU, and that is phase Five. Um, they went ahead and dropped a bunch of stuff for us. They did a phase five and a phase six. One of the things, Stuart, and we'll come back to this, uh, we'll come back to this timeline. But one of the things that Kevin Feige mentioned was to complete phase four, to complete phase four, uh, we wind up having She-Hulk and Black Panther 2. Those, in fact, will be the end of Phase 4 for us uh, as we wind up getting trailers for both She-Hulk and Black Panther, Stuart, before we even dive into um, Phase 5. So let's go ahead and finish off Phase 4 real quick um, and uh, highlight the trailer 
for She-Hulk. Um, I actually have not had the opportunity to check out this trailer either. Um, so this should be the fun one for me. Let me let this, uh, I'll go ahead and bring this up here. Ooh, you're definitely going to love this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have not seen this one yet. So we'll see how uh, how this plays out. These freaking right. ads. Yep. Okay. Uh, I used to love those as a kid, though. The Frosties. <laughs> Oh shit, that changed her? Hell, man. Still in control, no overwhelming feelings of rage. No, a normal amount of rage. You do revert back to Gen 4 when you sleep. Was the air horn really necessary? For comedy, absolutely. <laughs> this is a multi-year journey you're about to embark on. Damn, okay. Okay, Jennifer. Who's your best friend? Nikki. Spandex. Spandex is your best friend. <laughs> Being a Hulk asks for balance. Oh, damn. She's just a show off, bro. You have so much more to learn. Yes. So I'm clearly nailing it at all these things. If you want to go back to life as a lawyer, I, I respect that. He doesn't mean that. You're breaking the fourth wall now, too? Oh, shit. Okay. More and more eccentric superhumans are coming out of the woodwork. Frogman? Who's that? We are going to launch a division for them. And I want the She-Hulk to be the face of Jennifer Waters. Hey, Tim Roth. I have a serious conflict of interest. This man tried to kill my cousin, Bruce. Yeah, that's quite all right. Oh. <laughs> People only care because I'm representing Emil Blonsky. I think they care because they're like, hey, that girl's green. Oh, shit. Jen, do your thing. God, I really like this outfit. Spandex is your friend. Mm. I'm not proud of this. This <laughs> does. Hey. Hey. power. Our universe is on the edge of a precipice. I am a lawyer. We do things by the book. Oh, the book of the shanty. No, the book of American uh, laws. Whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero. Let's do this. With a wrecking crew? You know that friend you had in high school? Who was way cooler than you were attractive. Got all the attention from everyone. Hello. <laughs> I think I'm jealous. Is that what I'm feeling? Yeah, bro. Definitely. <laughs> Did she flip him off? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's Daredevil. Jealous. Oh, yes. oh shit. <laughs> Oh shit, that's a yellow and red costume too? Yeah. What is happening right now? Bro, what is that's happening right bro. now? My god, bro. Wow. What a trailer that was. Yo, you know, even after the first teaser trailer that we wind up getting, I had no idea what to expect from this particular series but man i've never been more hyped for a series now like i think that was such a great like new introduction for me um kind of into this series the humor was there tatiana maslani i've already loved her as an actress but getting the opportunity to see her now as um 
uh, as Jennifer Walters, getting to see more dialogue from her, her relationship with uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner in here. Um, man, I love their chemistry with each other as he's trying to go ahead and certainly get her ready. But she seems like she's like one step ahead of everything he's trying to teach her. Very much so like... Uh, there's like no no training wheels here needed almost uh, it feels like but I, I do love the training montages seeing her continue to get better um, the CGI is even growing on me in regards to um, her presentation and what she certainly looks like man I, I really like this trailer this is by far the best trailer I've seen so far what did you think of it Stuart uh yeah no you said it all like i loved it it definitely shows you a lot more than you you would have expected from the first trailer because the first trailer had me thinking that it was going to be you know uh just about her like like she was going to be representing superheroes but that was going to be like a small part of the show like it seemed like it was mostly going to be about her training to become like the new hulk but uh seeing this new trailer you know it looks like they're having it, it kind of reminds me of peacemaker like they're having fun mm. with all these kind of like uh like lesser known superheroes bringing them in and trying to show what these characters are now going to look like within the uh, mcu universe and uh seeing her uh represent them is going to be i think it's going to lead to a lot of good laughs and uh of course man that daredevil shot at the very end that got me hyped oh my, oh god. my god so you know i was like I, I mentioned this to you in the uh, in, uh instagram chat group I'm kind of like, okay, you know, for a while it felt like Kevin Feige just didn't give a crap about Daredevil, or at the very least he was trying to get fans to forget about Charlie Cox so they could move on, give us some a different version of the character. But nope, that's not the case because, man, it's almost like Kevin Feige was just like, oh, fine, you want Daredevil? Here, you can have him in Spider-Man freshman year. Oh, you want him in live action? Fine. <laughs> we'll put him in Echo and She-Hulk too. You happy now? No? You still want more Devil <laughs> Daredevil? Fine. We'll give you his own show now. <laughs> if that's not good enough, we'll put him in She-Hulk. I mean, God, the list goes on and on. He's, he's fucking everywhere, but I'm here for it. And he's got, like, various suits in every iteration we've seen of him so far. So, I mean, homeboy even pops up in No Way Home is Matt Murdock himself. Like, I mean, he's he's everywhere. He definitely does feel like you mentioned the, the new Tony Stark almost, at least in regards to cameos. But holy crap, this looks great. Um, they, Kevin Feige says he joined the stage with um, Tatiana Maslany and some of her co-stars. Um, they teased the series, which will follow Walters as she navigates the complicated life of a single 30-something attorney who also happens to be green, six-foot, seven-inch, powerful, powered Hulk um, as Marvel's first true half-hour comedy, promising plenty of MCU cameos, as we clearly have seen the return of Charlie Cox in his Daredevil suit in here also. Um, Tim Roth is the abomination is going to be back. Wong showed up in here making some connective tissues, maybe from his time in Shang-Chi uh, into this particular series. Also, um, I'm kind of curious to see who else certainly might pop up. I'm kind of hoping for what is it? Foggy? Or uh, was it happy? Who, who's uh, who was, uh, his, it, was uh, it was foggy, foggy right foggy although it, it's funny i can see why you would you would uh confuse the two because in the first daredevil movie he was played by john favreau yes. who plays happy in the mcu <laughs> that's right it just completely threw me off here man um but i absolutely love it it says uh, in addition to maslani the nine episode series um, would also have uh, Mark Ruffalo as Smart Hulk. Uh, they did mention Tim Roth, Benedict Wong, the rest of the cast. Um, yeah, we even see um, uh, Titana, I believe, is in here. And I'm actually kind of surprised, too, Stuart, that they did break the fourth wall. I'm um, getting them to look directly at the camera at times. I wasn't expecting that twist on a uh, half hour comedy, but uh, they're really going into the comedy route here. And the, the last 
the laughs hit me more in this than in the the previous teaser trailer man i, I really love the direction they're taking yeah definitely it feels uh yeah the humor kind of reminds me a lot more now of like peacemaker but made for like kind of a much wider audience obviously <laughs> i definitely agree for sure um uh Tarek says people are make are calling she hulk shrek five <laughs> she says, i can't tell if they're joking or if they're being assholes they also say that she hulk is a mary sue after just getting her powers uh listen i i think first impressions first off i hate the term mary sue especially based off of just literally first impressions like we haven't had the opportunity to check out this show whatsoever um i'm pretty sure Jennifer Walters will certainly have her own obstacles in life that she certainly has to overcome just because of the fact that her training and seemingly acing everything that um, that Hulk is telling her just showcases that maybe she has an advantage power wise and athletic wise. But that doesn't mean that she's completely in the clear of just being absolutely perfect. Right. I think the trailers alone showcase that Jennifer Walters certainly has a lot of growing to do in other areas of her life um so that's definitely far from a mary sue so again this just it's just people with first impressions and just being biased already um Tarek says i've watched this trailer 12 times as well i really want to see this series so bad it's going to be here soon it's going to be actually the next season uh, of mcu series to drop if i'm not mistaken um, uh, I'm very curious though, because it almost feels like this uh, this show could end up being up. like uh, uh, episodic, you know. And uh, that's I I don't think we've gotten that from any of the uh, MCU shows yet. Oh yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I, there's a part of me that definitely thinks it's going to feel like a sitcom uh, mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Um, he says, "Are you sure that's Daredevil in the She-Hulk series?" Yes, I'm pretty sure that's yep. Daredevil. They have in fact already confirmed it. So um all right and outside of she-hulk we also got black panther wakanda forever trailer i think we've both seen this Stuart. um mm -hmm. oh real quick here let me just highlight the uh this was the she-hulk poster the brand new poster that wind up dropping um august what's that say 27th on disney plus i believe that's august uh, 20 i think that's 17th oh 17th okay so, so even yeah. sooner <laughs> yeah even sooner so it's right around the corner and then we wind up getting black panther poster also accompanied with this uh trailer that we're about to go ahead and explore so let's go ahead and dive into this do we have ourselves another uh commercial probably yeah damn you playstation Stop <laughs> a bitch um, but I, I will say, man, leading into um, this Black Panther trailer, I was not sure what we were going to get. But I think for many people, this might have um, blown even their own expectations away. But let's see what we uh, let's see what we got here. <clears throat> Lupita Nyong'o reprising her role. I wonder if this is his funeral. Good friends we Ooh, have, and good maybe. friends we've lost the way. I almost feel Ryan Coogler has like elevated his his uh abilities in this movie, man. 
Just seeing mm -hmm. some of these shots look incredible. Oh, that's cool. Ooh. Damn. All right, Letitia Wright. Oh, good old Namor. Are you queen of the most in the world? And my entire family is gone. Damn. Oh my God. Hold on, hold on, Stuart. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Bro, can I just say the fact that his mom says my entire family is gone? Have I not given everything to this fucking nation? That gave me goosebumps, bro. Mm -hmm. They gave me chills to realize just the sacrifice that her whole family's been through. That's fucking crazy, bro. Ironheart. I mean. Ooh, nasty, bro. God damn. Yo, Stuart. That should give me, it gets me choked up every time I watch it, man. Um, yeah. Shout out to whoever put the trailer together. Uh, I love the Kendrick Lamar soundtrack in here in regards to everything's going to be all right. I uh, love his version of it, at least. Um, man, it goes so well with the, with this. Um, you can feel the emotion in here. It feels very void of T'Challa, but his presence is very much there. Them clearly celebrating his passing. Um, they're, they're, the funeral, it feels like they're certainly, certainly having in here also. It's going to be a super emotional movie. Um, but this this trailer absolutely floored me. And I got to say, Angela Bassett at the forefront of this particular trailer, given the speech that she gives, like it's one of those things where when you realize we don't have Chadwick Boseman, what direction do you go? Right. Like what actors do you then elevate to have bigger roles in this movie? And I think the fact that while we did have Angela Bassett in the first one and she certainly played her part, the fact that now it feels like she's we find her on the throne. She clearly has a much bigger role now that she's kind of been the one thrusted into power of being the queen, I guess, of Wakanda sitting on the throne. Um, the idea that she points out that she's lost her entire family, right? Her husband, her son. I mean, that's crazy to think about. Angela Bassett is such an incredible and powerful actress. Um, for Ryan Coogler and them to be smart enough to be like, you know what? If we can't have chadwick boseman what other powerful actors can we elevate to make this movie incredible angela bassett you just cannot go wrong with her whatsoever i've i've loved her since i remember seeing her in um um 
the fucking Tina Turner movie uh, that she wind up having. She was unbelievable in that. So I'm really glad that she's getting the forefront in here. I don't know who's donning the armor of Black Panther, but we get to see it very briefly at the end. It feels very much like Letitia Wright as a female Black Panther at the end. I could be wrong. I would be curious to know what you guys think. But for me, getting the opportunity to see Namor, um, I don't want to say Atlanteans because they're clearly not Atlanteans. I think they're going to be heavily focusing on uh, like Aztec. I think you even see like some Aztec temples and stuff on the, the beaches uh, in this particular trailer also. So it definitely feels like a very uh, different um, iteration of Namor that we're certainly going to be getting in regards to its legacy. But I'm here for it. It feels like very much we're, we're going to be showcasing two different nations, the underwater nation and Wakanda themselves. Um, and it feels like and this is just theory and speculation on my part, having seen the trailer, it feels like Namor is now maybe trying to take advantage of where Wakanda finds themselves at, not necessarily with, without a leader or without a, a Black Panther to certainly be the guardian of Wakanda. So it definitely feels like maybe Wakanda is being attacked or pushed on both sides now that it no longer has Black Panther to certainly protect them. That would be a really interesting um, storyline for, for me to explore. But uh, I, I I think Namor does it for me. Angela Bassett as the queen does it for me. Amazing shots, great uh, locations in here also. An amazing soundtrack, man. I cannot wait for this fucking movie. It's It's unbelievable, bro. I love this trailer. Yeah, man, it looks like this is this is definitely going to be one really emotional movie, and and, and I like that because I feel like when you're dealing with a real life tragedy of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, uh, that is the direction that you definitely want to uh, like take its sequel, especially because it looks like you know in universe they're dealing with the same kind of mourning that like you know we were dealing with in the real world. You know, we lost Chadwick Boseman, they lost uh, Black Panther, and yeah. Um, I think uh, I'm really curious to see exactly who like because uh, I know a lot of people are gonna are like thinking it's probably gonna be uh, Letitia Wright uh, for or Shuri that takes over the mantle. Uh -huh. I still think Nakia is uh, the more likely option to take up the uh, mantle as uh, Black Panther. Um, but we'll see, we'll see when we'll see when it comes out. Like, uh, and that's Lapita Nyong'o's character, right? The person uh, he was in love with. Yeah. Um, okay. but that said, I do hope that like kind of, cause like, I don't know, I feel like Shuri just seems like she's more interested in just doing the tech kind of stuff. You know, when you look at her in the first movie, like she, she's, you know, willing to go into combat if she needs to, but she, it, it feels like if she wanted to be the black Panther, she would have been, it, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely definitely get what you're saying there um and they even do tease like iron heart in here too um yeah the heart shape she's definitely going to be in here so it feels like we're getting ourselves some level of a a little bit of a tease uh to lead us to iron heart at some particular point in time um so maybe she's more involved with um the tech side and maybe helping um um you know, Riri Williams get that certainly up and running. Like that would be that would be pretty trippy if if it's Letitia Wright that helps her put together this uh, new Iron Man suit. Uh, I would I would absolutely love to see that. Um, uh, they did say here from the panel, and shout out to my friend Michael Deveza who had the opportunity to go to this Hall H panel. He said he they he he started crying because the um after the trailer. Uh, and before, after the panel ended, they the entire crew and cast started hugging each other and stuff uh, in remembrance to Chadwick. 
Um, they said that uh, Ryan Coogler, the whole cast says um, that the movie will continue to explore the incomparable world of Wakanda and all the rich, varied characters introduced in the first film. Um, Coogler says it's been five years since he was here talking about um, um, being on stage at San Diego Comic-Con. He says, standing with you right here, right now, uh, I can feel his hand on me now talking about Chadwick Boseman um every yeah that everybody would wind up having an embrace and you're right Stuart I feel like when you watch this trailer you can just feel Chadwick uh as a part of it he says Chad is no longer with us physically but his spirit his pride and culture and his impact on the industry will be felt forever um and uh I think we could definitely feel it in the um in the trailer alone man so fantastic fantastic trailer to say the least uh, but yeah, yeah guys let, let us know your thoughts in regards to it for sure uh we got good old bill barclay in here uh, let me see if i can pull up your comment bill um he says i definitely looked female that black panther reveal in the trailer yeah it definitely looked like a, a female black panther towards the end so um yeah it could you could be right it could be um leticia wright's character it could be uh nakia also um there's a lot to certainly choose from or hell maybe be somebody completely new we haven't been introduced to as of yet um, but that'd yeah, be great surprising, trailer, but uh, but I'd be all for that if they really wanted to throw us <laughs> off uh, by. <laughs> oh my god! If they really wanted to throw us off, have it be Storm at the very end. Oh shit! That would be like, kind of crazy. Like have some of the uh, am, women in, uh, in Black Panther like not be shown on screen, so you're kind of left like wondering who it is that's in this costume, only for at the very end it to very uh like very end of it be revealed to be Storm. <laughs> You know, I mean, look, that'd be another great way to go ahead and introduce some uh, mutants here into the MCU if they wanted to. Um, I am curious, too, of the shot of the two women underwater as the ladies kind of giving birth. I do wonder if there's any connective tissues or if um, if like, we couldn't really see their faces clearly. But I do wonder there's a part of me that wonders like if that's like the child of T'Challa. Uh, or if somebody like gave birth, so it's like a new heir uh, to the throne at some point in time. Uh, that I'm not sure about. That's just speculation on on my part. But um, be, uh, I do wonder if that's uh, that's somebody else. That'd be a really cool uh, like <laughs> like direction to move the story if they wanted to. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, but uh, regardless, I definitely want to see how they handle um, this particular movie. But first impressions, uh, I think they got it, man. I think they got it um so let's see um outside of that guys phase five and phase six remember she hulk and black panther uh that drops this november complete phase four for us um and then after that guys we dive into phase five as we wind up getting some massive announcements for you guys um so let's go ahead and pull up some of these give me a second here um, so here is the official timeline that's been dropped. Um, this is a photo from the actual screen at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, IG was nice enough to go ahead and get a much cleaner um, profile for you guys here. As you can see, Ant-Man Quantumania dropping February 17th, followed by Secret Invasion that spring of 2023. Then we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 May 5th. Then after that, we've got that summer, uh, we've got Echo series that's going to be dropping as we get back more to the, the ground heroes, if you will, the neighborhood heroes. Then starting summer of 2023, we go Loki season two. And then, of course, July of next year, we've got the Marvels, which will be the Captain Marvel sequel. 
Uh, and then from there, we jump right into the fall. The fall schedule right now for 2023, Blade, November 3rd, followed shortly by Ironheart series on Disney+. Plus. Another Disney Plus series, Agatha, uh, Coven of Chaos, that's going to be dropping winter of 2023. That might be early, like January 2024 also. Uh, then diving into spring, we've got Daredevil Born Again officially announced, uh, as that will, in fact, be a series. And we'll dive into that here in a little bit. Captain America New World Order, that's going to be dropping May 3rd of 2024, along with Thunderbolts officially announced for July 26th of 2024, which will be the end of Phase 5. So this is all of Phase 5 right here, ladies and gentlemen. So we got one, two, three, four, five movies, and one, two, three, four, five five, six different series. So 11 projects in total for phase five, Stuart. Um, but that's not it, Stuart. That's not it. Um, believe it or not, Kevin Feige teased to us phase six, bro. <laughs> Phase six, as if you couldn't get enough Marvel announcements, we had phase six revealed to us. Uh, we've got a lot of blank spots for phase six, so I think it would make for a great uh, upcoming video, Stuart, to go ahead and make some predictions for what our phase six movies will be. But to give you a sense of phase six, you can see it very much at the bottom. Phase six includes Fantastic Four. Uh, beginning November of 2024, and then we've got two Avenger movies to round off Phase 6. We've got um, Avengers The Kang Dynasty set for May 2nd of 2025, along with Avengers Secret Wars dropping November 7th of 2025. And that those two Avenger movies will end sees uh, uh, phase six for us. So this feels very much like this is the end of the um, what they are officially titling the multiverse saga. Uh, Kevin Feige, uh, while we had the uh, the infinity saga for the first three phases, these three phases are officially titled the multiverse saga. So we've got phase four that wraps up with She-Hulk and Black Panther 2. Then diving right into phase five for us, and then wrapping up with phase six for the multiverse. Where should we start, Stuart? Where should we start, man? Oh man, uh, I guess we'd have to start with the beginning with with uh, phase five. Um... <laughs> let's let's get into uh, Quantum Mania real quick here. Uh, Quantum Mania did go ahead and actually drop a, a brand new promotional poster. Um, Getting an opportunity to see Hank. Uh, Hank Scott, excuse me, Scott Lang, uh, Hope, uh, along with their uh, his daughter, um, going by the code name Stature now, as we get the opportunity to see her um, getting the opportunity to get involved in this. Um, it says, while providing updates uh, on several major projects coming up in the MCU, Kevin Feige also revealed new details about Quantum Mania, uh, confirming. Excuse me, give me a second. Um, uh, confirming that the film kicks off phase five slate. Uh, it does say here, um, Jonathan Majors, King the Conqueror, uh, will be, they'll be facing a new foe. Um, it says though the, 
Quantum Mania version of Kang is a different variant. Uh, in addition to Majors, Catherine Newton is also joining the film series, taking over for Abby Ryder um, as Scott's daughter, Cassie. So we've got a brand new uh, actor that's going to be playing Cassie in general, but she is going to be the upcoming stature character. Uh, it also says here um, that they will introduce a lot of new characters um, as we're going to be first look footage confirmed a cameo for Bill Murray uh, will in fact be in this movie also. Um, so Bill Murray is going to be in here. Uh, I believe Stuart, they also announced that Modoc was going to be in this movie as well. Um, oh, so I a lot of that. Yeah, they definitely went ahead and revealed a ton of stuff. Um, I'm trying to see if they have any quotes from well, people. Uh, will he be played by uh, Patton Oswalt by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe so. I don't. Well, it says a cameo from Bill Murray as Murdoch. I wonder if they meant that as Modoc. Oh. oh, maybe. Uh, the footage also shown all the main characters being sucked into the quantum realm and new footage of antagonist Kane. Uh, Scott is pretty pleased with himself and his role in saving the universe, is what Paul Rudd said. So Scott has been busy at workish with a little book. Uh, so Scott's got a book coming out, apparently. Talk about his time as an Avenger, maybe. It says, as for Hope, Lily said in the upcoming film, her characters to explore her vulnerabilities, um, uh, while Newton said Cassie is becoming who she's supposed to be. So it looks like maybe she's embracing, uh, following in her father's footsteps as stature. Um, so yeah, so that that's her in that particular photo as well. But yeah, uh, can you look up real quick, Stuart, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Modoc, just to see if just to confirm but i do believe that they um announced that he was going to be in this uh in this movie um so that will be uh quantum mania kicking off phase five so we'll definitely get a variant of kang the conqueror in here um bill murray's going to be making an appearance stature another member of the young avengers team certainly is going to get some focus in here also um so yeah um after that i'm trying to see if they did any Thing for a secret invasion. I don't think every series got a huge announcement, but uh, some of them certainly did. Uh, let's see here. While you look that up, we will dive back into secret invasion for you guys. Um, secret invasion says, uh, it says new details about this series was revealed when Marvel uh, took the stage. It says Colby Smolder, a.k.a. Maria Hill herself, was on hand to introduce the exclusive first look footage, describing the series as a dark political thriller, with Marvel adding in their press release, the crossover event series showcases a faction of shape-shifting scrolls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. Um... The clip shown confirmed that Don Cheadle will reprise his role as James Rhodes, um, a.k.a. War Machine. Uh, we also have Olivia Coleman in here, um, Amelia Clark, uh, Reggie Jean Page also, and some other uh, actors as well. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be uh, pretty huge, pretty huge for Secret Invasion. Um, do you find anything in regards to MODOK or am I tripping? Uh, I see uh, Modoc, but nothing about Bill Murray being the one playing him. So I think it is uh, two separate things. Two separate characters. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but it does say Modoc in the movie, right? 
Yeah. Okay, so I'm not tripping there. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah, we also got Guardians 3 that's certainly headed our way after that. Um, did they have any? I believe they had some Guardians of the Galaxy 3 announcements. Uh, they had a character reveal. Um, I can't remember which character. Let me double check. Let me go ahead and pull this up here. Um, so for... Um, is it going to let me share this? Here we go. So for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It says uh, James Gunn took the stage reminiscing about pitching his original Guardians concept 10 years ago. Um, he says, um, seemingly confirmed, this is the final film in the Guardian series. The first look at the three cool sets uh, to hit theaters May 5th shows the return of Gamora, as well as a younger version of Rocket Raccoon, uh, hinting that they'll be exploring his backstory. There's also mm. a shot of Poulter, uh, Will Poulter debuting as Adam Warlock. Um, so, yeah, it does say the cast then took the stage to cheers, getting emotional as they watch footage uh, for the very first time. Um, so, yeah, Will Poulter definitely came out and, and um, confirmed his role as um, Adam Warlock. Uh, Chris Pratt shared Volume 3 will be in part about the Guardians recovering from the events of Endgame, noting that his character, Peter Quill, is reeling. Uh, the pain of that is a big part of his journey. He spends the movie trying to make up for the mistakes of being checked out over this enormous amount of pain. Um it says uh, Marvel also added in their press release that our beloved band of misfits are looking a bit different these days. Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own. A mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Um, and then it also says uh, actress Bako Bakalova. It said that she had a great time playing Cosmo. She's actually going to be, so that's one of the other characters. So we got Adam Warlock and Cosmo, the uh, astronaut dog uh, in this movie also. So um, some good stuff, man. I'm really looking forward to this movie. What do you think about the synopsis, though, Stuart, of um, Peter Quill reeling from the loss of Gamora? And it looks like they're going to be on a secret mission uh, that might change them forever. Um, definitely looks like it's going to be a movie about loss pretty much because, you know, we got, uh, Peter Quill losing Gamora. We got Rocket Raccoon, uh, having like more of a backstory and let's face it, there's no way, you know, you, you can have a character like him being like a cybernetic raccoon without there being somewhat of a tragic backstory of maybe him losing his family or something like that. So kind of curious to see where that's going to go, uh, with the younger. And I think he's going to end up being the character that they have to protect, uh, rocket yeah because they mentioned having to protect one of their own that's like in danger so mm -hmm. uh, i feel like rocket would be the perfect character to do that with um but yeah everything i'm hearing about this uh gets me excited i wasn't the biggest fan of uh guardians of the galaxy 2 only because i just felt like a lot of the jokes didn't work as well as like it didn't work as well for me as it did with other people but i love james gunn and i think the first guardians of the galaxy movie is one of marvel's like best movies ever so i do have a lot of high hopes for uh, guardians 3 going into it yeah i do too uh there's a part of me that believes that um drax isn't making out of this thing alive I am kind of curious, especially with um, them focusing on Rocket Raccoon's um, 
backstory, which I'm so glad that they certainly did. I mean, they did mention this might be rather emotional. I think that's exactly where we're going to be seeing. I mean, it's all—it's already emotional for Rocket to even talk about his past. Um, so to be able to see everything that maybe happened to him to create who he is today should be an interesting one. And I do wonder if it's a case of maybe Drax sacrificing himself uh, to keep Rocket alive or whatever the case may be, because I feel like their relationship and bond has definitely grown since the first time that we've seen them on screen in the first one, um, especially with them very much as a family now. Uh, I do wonder if this will spell the end for Drax, because he uh, Dave Bautista has been very open about saying that this is his last movie. Um, but the, the team very much will look significantly different after this so um yeah some great things that we're hearing from guardians three uh let's see here after that we had we have the echo series in 2023 there's also loki in summer 2023 um we've got uh the marvels uh, i don't think that they had any big details in regards to the marvels or anything like that um what else did we get introduced to let me see if they mentioned anything um yeah i don't think they did anything for agatha nothing really for echo they didn't dive into uh they didn't really dive into iron heart either um we talked a little bit already about um iron heart no blade news that i can recall coming out of that um i'm trying to think what the other ones were i know that with daredevil uh one announcement they made was that supposedly it was going to have 18 episodes yes with the daredevil let me go ahead and pull up the daredevil news um so daredevil oh can you do me a favor Stuart? can you find an article guardians 3 high evolutionary could you google that for me i think they did make an announcement for that so we might come back to guardians here in just a second but uh let me go ahead and dive into the daredevil news oh we... he's going to be uh played by the same actor that played uh Mern in um are you uh, peacemaker are you, are you able to pull pull it up to share it um share yeah, that page yeah let me see if i can get a photo of the uh costume real quick oh here we go got it uh and then sorry uh oh no things, you're fine because i was like loading i was trying to remember all the details that came out because you know while i have articles up talking about some of these movies you know some sites take better um details and information about um the announcements than anything um so sometimes it's hard to be able to capture all the information so we're just trying to do our best to make sure we keep you guys informed here because i do believe i saw the article as uh the one of the upcoming villains for guardians 3 and i thought he was just so um impactful and important of a character um to to kind of see where james gunn and the mcu are uh, going to be taking us to Oh, here we go. I got a, I got a, a photo from the Comic Con about it. Uh, let me just. Uh... Sorry, I'm, I'm just gonna uh, upload the image on here because uh, I, I could only find it on uh, Google Images. Okay. Do you have an article for it too? Oh, article. Uh, yeah, I can grab that up uh, or grab one of those as well. Here we go. Deadline. 
Um, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, consider Volume 3, The End of Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn today at Comic-Con for the trailer reveal of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This is the end of that story. I'm sorry. Some stories have an end. It doesn't mean everyone dies. Uh, the trailer begins with the Guardian ship invaded by Ravengers, led by Gamora. Oh, shit. That's cool. Star-Lord tries uh, to win Gamora, uh, win back Gamora, but soon learns that she, ha she has no memory of them working together. Adam Warlock makes an appearance played by uh, Will uh, Poulter, and the trailer ends with a teaser for Rocket's past, the uh, saddest uh, creature <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> so I was kind of right. There is going to be like a very tragic backstory uh, to him. Uh, Gun's colorful... Sorry, Gunn's colorful spectrum uh, motif is full of effects, uh, all of them dressing in various astronaut suits. Um, it appears they will uh, all, they also land on Earth. Oh, so this will be the first Guardians movie, I think, where uh, the characters will be on Earth for uh, e even if it's for only a short amount of time. Okay. Uh, yeah, making. Oh, dang it. Uh, the thing just like. Uh, jumped me away where is it okay cool and then making a big appearance in costume was the uh, high evolutionary um oh that's the guy's name that's the actor uh, i guess yeah chuck uh chuck woody uh did you oh, have God. the picture of him would yeah let me uh upload the uh photo on here real quick uh here we go hopefully i uploaded the right image it's gonna be embarrassing if i didn't nope that's the wrong one <laughs> luckily it wasn't an embarrassing image i uploaded <laughs> actually i don't think uh, yeah, you gotta get that porn off your computer man. <laughs> just like oh sorry i just got us demonetized <laughs> we, um, we probably already did that already with all these damn trailers that we've played oh already. yeah yeah that's a good point yeah we probably also had some like copyrighted music from the trailers it's a good thing we uh technically have can't monetize yet at least hopefully soon and damn i thought i downloaded it um okay never mind Stuart. yeah we'll just sorry just, it's okay man <laughs> i'm sorry uh yeah but there is a really cool photo uh and yeah let me uh all right. Well, I'll continue along then with our next topic uh, until you figure that out. So um, next up, uh, I guess out of the information they had, yeah, Daredevil. Uh, it looks as though when it comes to Daredevil, we certainly have a lot to um, look forward to. Uh, I will go ahead and pull up this um, article for us to dive into a little bit. I think majority of the information about Daredevil really comes from the idea that it will be uh, 18 episodes long. I think for us who have been so attached to the MCU in regards to them giving us six to nine episodes, this was um, a very welcome sign to say the least. But Daredevil Born Again series coming to Disney Plus in spring of 2024. Uh, it does say it will be an 18 episode series with Charlie Cox reprising his role as the main title. Vincent D'Onofrio also returning as Wilson Fisk. Um... Yeah, and they wind up giving us a brand new logo for it. Um, so, yeah, man, I think that's really the, the biggest news that we're getting and really the fact that he's going to be everywhere over the next couple of uh, couple of years. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if he's going to be making any uh, movie appearances 
uh, in the future as well. Yeah, or is he going to be sticking to just being uh, relegated to television? That's a good question, Stuart. I don't know, man. But, uh, uh, what what else the, do we have? I got the uh, image that I was uh, looking for. Oh, shit. He yeah. actually came out on stage dressed up, uh, up like him? Yeah. So, like, you know, on the photo, it looks, uh, you know, not bad, but it definitely looks a little weird, uh, you know, on a phone camera. But I do think it's one of those costumes that are going to that's going to look a lot better once you actually see it, like with, the, you know, a more cinematic camera. And then, of course, once the post-production stuff is all done. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, I'm really stoked for this, especially with who they got uh, playing him, because I, I, I forget he was probably my favorite character in uh, Peacemaker. Yeah, he was pretty good, man. Um, I, I really did like his character also. And um, if anything, I'm really fascinated to see how the high evolutionary uh, fits into this world, man, for uh, Guardians. They're, they're really doing their best to branch out and bring in some great villains from the MCU. Uh, Tarek does say, I'm confused. Is it Secret Wars or Secret Evasion where fans want Chloe Bennett to return as Quake? That would be Secret Invasion, mm -hmm. uh, which, again, um, will be dropping spring of 2023 uh, again it's not confirmed that chloe bennett's in it um people are just speculating and keeping their fingers crossed uh that she certainly pops up in here um outside of that uh, the next one up we already kind of knew that this movie was coming a uh, captain america 4 but they officially at least announced to us um the official title um for captain american 4 new world order that's set to go ahead and drop may 3rd and 2024 for us also um let me see if the article here states anything uh in particular outside of hey this movie is coming let me see here um It's funny because, like, uh, I, I half expected them to use another uh, Serpent Society for the fake title again. Because I think they did that twice now, both both uh, with the Winter Soldier and with the Civil War. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, America, Captain America reveals title for fourth film. Um, it does say... Until Saturday, Captain America movie starring Mackie has reportedly been in the works since Disney uh, series concluded in 2021. But at the time, Mackie played coy, telling E.T. there's always some kind of plan, but there's like 30 million projects in production right now. However, he did open up about his MCU predecessor and what the finale meant for his character. Um, yeah, I guess they didn't really give too many details. Huh? They just revealed the, the title for it. Uh, I don't think there's really any other news that came out of it outside of Captain America New World Order. There is kind of a part of me that hopes that um, we do get a Steve Rogers pop up in here as an older Cap or as an older Steve Rogers. Um, I'm not expecting uh, Steve uh, Chris Evans to reprise the role in any way whatsoever. Um, but I do like that we're like this feels to me very much like this Captain America movie, if it wanted to could probably lead directly into, say, the Thunderbolts movie if it wanted to um, rounding things off for the finale of phase five. Um, I do wonder if there's some other connective tissues uh, from some of the other ones in here. Like, I feel like Echo and Daredevil might be go hand in hand. Um, the Black Panther and Ironheart clearly, I think, will go hand in hand. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if New World Order and Thunderbolts 
uh, are even attached or connected in some way. Um, but it feels like we're even, you know, there's there's definitely different levels in here. Like we definitely have like the timeline multiverse stuff kind of really being played with. I think anytime you go like cosmic, it's like quantum mania, guardians, Loki, Marvel, the Marvels, even secret invasion, like all that stuff feels like it, it definitely could take place either in the cosmos or dealing with timeline and multiversal stuff. And then we also have a little bit of a hint of, you know, um, the ground level heroes and even Agatha. I wonder if Agatha will even hearken to, say, maybe continuing along the Scarlet Witch story in some capacity, right? Maybe giving us some answers in regards to what happened to Wanda after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. What do you think about that in regards to how some of these movies could connect to each other? Yeah, I think uh, it being kind of a prequel to both WandaVision and Doctor Strange is probably like the direction that would make the most sense. I don't see them doing any storylines that would take place after like uh, or that would take place in the current uh, MCU timelines with her character. But uh, I could also see them kind of uh, like like um, putting her into kind of significant historical events uh, or not necessarily real historical events, but like kind of events that uh you know are are like kind of legends or something like that so like actual like legend uh events type of things and have it be like oh she was the one that caused that like i feel like that'd be kind of the direction they would uh take it in but uh yeah i actually have no idea i'm, I'm definitely really like i think agatha's the show that i know the least about what they're going to do in terms of like what type of show it's going to be and what the story is going to be yeah, I think if anything, that that still has me up in the air as to what is that series even supposed to be uh, at this point. So we'll definitely have to check that out once it winds up dropping. Um, and then, yeah, and then it rounds off phase five with Thunderbolts. Um, they did not make any cast announcements in regards to what the team up is going to be when it comes to Thunderbolts. But they did uh, at least um, advise that there are going to be some characters that we have not been introduced to as of yet that certainly might make up this team. So I do think that there are chances that maybe like uh, characters like a songbird from uh, the Thunderbolts comic book, maybe she might finally get um, the opportunity to shine uh, or, you know, get brought into here. Um, I even, I am even curious if Baron Zemo picks up the Citizen V uh, persona as well. Um, and maybe some other criminals kind of turn good guys. I, I really want to see what this team up is certainly going to look like. Cause I think we all expect like, U.S. Agent, Yelena Bolova, some other names that maybe even Taskmaster to certainly pop up in here. Um, but I, I would not mind that mixture with some brand new villains uh, for the first time. I think that would be a really smart move to go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> and then uh, last but not least, guys, just wrapping up this recap with phase six uh, to really go ahead and dive into really just some um, some speculation here, Stuart. Um, again, they did not announce the cast for Fantastic Four here. There's a part of me that wonders if maybe at D23, that's where they're certainly going to go ahead and pull the trigger at. Um, but we got May 2nd, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, along with Avengers Secret Wars, November 7th, same year. So we're getting two back-to-back um um avenger movies 
And you know what, Stuart, looking at the timeline itself, I mean, look at the slate for phase six. Um, again, there are some blank spots in there between the two Avenger movies. It does look like there are two other projects happening that summer of 2025. You know, I was kind of speculating when we were talking about this the other day that I wonder if um, the young Avengers um, is the actual Avengers the Kang Dynasty movie, but I'm starting to think that that's probably a legit Avengers movie, and I'm starting to change course and think that maybe one of those summer movies might be a Young Avengers movie, Stuart. Um, mm -hmm. If I had to put my money on things, I'm going to call it now. I think we've got Young Avengers and an X-Men movie that summer of 2025. That's my speculation um in regards to it, i think it would be really great to i think you get the avengers kang dynasty facing against kang where maybe kang wins maybe that summer 25 we get a young avengers movie where they've got to overcome kang i do wonder if summer the other summer movie might be x-men um and then you've got a great movie in the sense of uh, avengers secret wars if it is dealing with say incursions bringing different multiverses to collide together, maybe facing off to see whose world succeeds before or before things really change and hit the fan. I do wonder if maybe that's what Secret Wars could certainly be all about. Again, that's just speculation, um, trying to figure out how they're planning their phase six. But a lot of uh, empty a lot of empty spaces there, Stuart. But uh, what do you think about phase six being announced so far? And you have any ideas as to what we could possibly get here? I don't think we're going to get Young Avengers in 2025. I think we're going to get them in 2024. But I do 100% think the X-Men thing is accurate. I think summer 2025 between uh, King, excuse me, between the King Dynasty and, and Secret Wars, I think that will be when we get the MCU X-Men. Oh, so you do think that maybe the X-Men drops in there somewhere? Yeah. I think summer of 2025 would be like the perfect place to finally like uh, pay off the X-Men. And then I think somewhere in 2024 is probably where we're going to get like Deadpool or something like that, along with the Young Avengers. Well, I don't know, man. I, at 2024, it looks like they've got everything. You think there's a chance that they are going to include more stuff in 2024? Um. So right now it looks well, like Agatha could drop beginning of 2024. Oh, wait. Never you mind. Got, yeah, you're right. Spring 2024 is Daredevil. Um, May 2024, Captain America 4, and then July 2024, Thunderbolts. And then after that, there is a fall 2024 um, open spot. And then rounding off 2024, it looks like we've got – damn, we've got a couple other projects, huh? November is Fantastic Four. And there's also two other three. Is that three other spots for 2024 there too? One in fall and two in winter. Uh, it looks like so they've got a ton of content coming out for 2024 as well. Um, we definitely will have to make a, a, a an extra video for this Stuart in regards to our speculation as to completing our phase six. Uh, and we'll announce some movies in here. But what's your thoughts about two Avenger movies to go ahead and wrap up 2024? This this will end off the saga. Oh, man. Uh Marvel's got balls. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. <laughs> like, um, man, they, they got to be really confident that these two movies are going to be big hits because releasing them both the same year, uh, any other studio tried to do that. Like if, if, uh, if uh, they tried to do like avatars, uh, avatar four and five, for example, the same year, 
We know one of them would probably sell well, not the other. Same with if they tried to do that with Justice League. I don't think it would have worked. But I feel like Marvel has just gotten so confident with everything they've done so far that they feel like they can release two really big names the same year. So uh, I wish them luck, and I hope this works out in their favor. Um, I don't know, man. This is... This is probably uh, the biggest gamble I've seen from Marvel since uh, the beginning of Phase Four. Phase Six feels like the money maker to me, bro. Mm-hmm. Feel, feel, phase Six feels like um, balls to the walls. We're giving you everything that you guys want. I am expecting Deadpool in here somewhere. I am expecting also X Men in here somewhere. Um, I already threw out the idea of Young Avengers. So imagine if all that comes true, along with two additional Avenger movies and Fantastic Four. This might be like one of the stacked phases that we've had. I yeah. feel like. Um, that would just blow me away in regards to the levels of storytelling that we're really going to be getting into. Um, but yeah, man, Marvel came out swinging uh, for San Diego Comic-Con as they announced all of these titles. And as we get more information and details, we'll certainly go ahead and keep you guys posted. Um, Enrique does say, is D23 Expo might reveal some casting for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 along with Blade, Marvel's Ironheart, Secret Invasion, and Avengers. Um, I do think we will get some casting announcements. Uh, I definitely do think we'll get the cast of Fantastic Four. I don't know if we'll get a cast for, say, like X-Men. Maybe uh, maybe Wolverine uh, would be cool if they went ahead and at least announced um, who's going to be playing that character. But I do think maybe D23 will allow us to dive a little bit deeper, maybe even in regards to some of these Marvel um, series instead of movies. Do you think, what do you think um, D23 will showcase to us, Stuart? Uh, in terms of Marvel, I really don't think they're going to be showing off too much because I feel like everything that they wanted to show off, they showed off here. Uh, at the very least, um, maybe the casting announcement for Fantastic Four, and then maybe uh, some announcements of the characters we're going to be seeing in uh, Thunderbolts. Uh, th- that would be my mm. two biggest predictions. I like that. I like that. I like that Thunderbolts call. I could definitely see Thunderbolt cast revealed, Fantastic Four. I do think that they'll even fill in more of the blanks here for Phase 6 because um, mm-hmm. we still have Armor Wars with Don Cheadle that we know hasn't even – we don't even see that anywhere on the list. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they're not even uh, – I was going to say, I don't even think um, – I was going to say, um, uh, was it the Werewolf? werewolf by by night but that's probably still phase four technically um so i probably wouldn't pop up in here but armor wars is nowhere to be found on here so i I do think that we will be filling in some of the blanks for phase six um and i do believe they also announced uh the russo brothers will not be returning for uh the avenger movies so we're going to have ourselves a completely new cast or new grouping of directors for that movie um do you think the Russo brothers should return or do you think um, you think their time has passed and we should move on to other uh, other people to give them a chance? Uh, move on, give other people a chance. I think the Russo brothers, uh, just looking at like kind of their recent movies and looking at like a lot of the mm-hmm. interviews that they've had, it really does sound like they're not really interested in coming back to Marvel. And, uh, you know, I don't I, I personally like it when, you know, it's someone who enjoys their job doing it rather than doing it just for the money. Like, and I'm not saying that people who do it just for the money can't do as good of a job. They probably can. Uh, but you know, I just think that opportunity should go to someone who like actually wants it rather than someone who would just treat it like a job. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you there. Um, so we'll see who they wind up getting to helm 
um, the next two Avenger movies, if it's the same direction uh, directors uh, or if they're going to switch it up for each movie. Um, I believe they even announced um, in interviews with comicbook.com, I believe Disney even released believe, four release dates, Stuart. Uh, I think they even gave us some other release dates for a phase, excuse me, for phase seven um, kicking off in 2026. It looks like they've already got dates set for uh, February 13th, uh, May 1st, July 24th, and November 6th um, already set in stone for phase seven. So, guys, they're uh, they're not slowing down anytime soon. There was a great uh, comment by somebody in the chat that says um, – <laughs> Let me see if I can pull it up. Will we, we even make it? Will we even make it to twenty twenty five? Hell, will we even make it to twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six? That's really the big question uh, that I certainly have. But um, some great stuff here, man. Some great stuff to look forward to. But um, yeah, we definitely have plenty of other um, content certainly headed your guys' way in regards to the MCU with so many changes certainly coming, guys. But that will do it as our recap for San Diego Comic Con. 2022 ladies and gentlemen a ton of information but uh great to be able to see what all some of you guys might have missed uh or rehash some of the stuff and talk about it here so uh appreciate you coming through Stuart, to uh talk about some of the stuff with me today so you know what the best, uh, biggest disappointment though with comic-con this year is well since we didn't have any panels for uh the flash i think it's mm. safe to say that the arrowverse mm. isn't going to acknowledge the 10th anniversary like uh, i think a lot of us were kind of mm. hoping for <laughs> so i think that's like kind of one of the uh, things that kind of disappoints me is i was really hoping there was going to be a surprise announcement like hey the flash is going to have one last crossover one big 10 anniversary special to say hey thank you to all you all you wonderful fans that stuck around all these years but nope yeah, it doesn't look like it. There was an article that we posted on our Facebook page from Collider.com where they talked to the showrunner of um, Superman and Lois, uh, and th they pretty much confirmed the idea that like crossovers as we knew it before are just non-existent or just not going to happen anymore, and it feels like it just continues to um, uh, really solidify the idea that, man, that the Arrowverse is just it's, it's null and void right now. It's just it's just gone. Uh, it's just completely different now. Like, I don't even look I can't. It's hard for me to even look at it as the hour verse so much as I kind of see it as now the CW verse. You know, I feel like we've definitely and maybe that's been a, um, a pill that people have swallowed already a long time ago and accepted. Uh, but there's always been a part of me that's kind of a hope that like, man, maybe we could still get some big major crossovers. But it just doesn't look like that's the case anymore. I think that's something that we're going to have to um, to 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 deal with Stuart, unfortunately. Yeah. And I mean, even, even then, like, I wouldn't even say there is an Arrowverse anymore. Cause we only got like yeah. one show in that universe now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's kind of sad, but you know, everything changes and moves on for, um, other things. And, uh, we'll see, um, how the DC television side of things continues to play itself out. Oh yeah. Um, um just, to, just to make a, a quick correction though. Uh, so I didn't mean like, um, I didn't mean like I'm sad that the Arrowverse is ending. I'm cool with that. I'm just sad we never got one last like 10 year oh, yeah. anniversary finale is all. Yeah, no, I totally get you, man. I totally get you. Um, and we're almost out of time here for today's show, but we will take some questions. Uh, worst case scenario, if I need to go ahead and make a live viewer question video, I certainly will this week for you guys. Maybe even have Indy answer some of the questions because he certainly did mention that. Um, so we will get to some live viewer questions for you guys today. So, Stuart, you know what time it is, sir. 
It is time for live viewer questions, questions, questions. I totally wasn't struggling to find where the banner for that was at. <laughs> and uh, as always, guys, we appreciate you uh, dropping some comments uh, over on our community tab. Oh, that's not what I wanted to pull up. Give me one second here. Let me go ahead and uh, uh, my channel. All right, here we go. And it looks like we picked up some new subscribers today too, man. So excellent. Thank you guys who uh who subscribed today. Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming through. Um, why did this go full full screen for me? What is happening right now? Computer? Okay. Um, so yeah, let's go to community tab here. Uh, and see. And so yeah, every uh Wednesday or Thursday in the middle of the week, we like to drop uh our live your questions tab. So if you ever want to go ahead and send me your questions over, feel free to go ahead and do so there. Uh, let's go ahead. Oh, you said we can sort, right? By uh... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Appreciate you guys coming through. Um, good old Nicole Robertson will be the first one up here. Um, says, hey, y'all, hope you're doing well. If you were to have a man of steel sequel with henry cavill back as superman what do you want to see in the sequel uh that took place from the first man of steel film or even the justice league film so um what would you want to see in the sequel um like sequel that took place from uh what, maybe uh, some of the events maybe some connective tissues maybe from the first man of steel movie and justice league into um a Man of Steel sequel. I, mean, I wonder if that's what they're referring to. Okay, um, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to them continuing that storyline that they kind of hinted at at Justice League in the Snyder Cut with uh, Lois Lane being pregnant. Um, unrelated though to either of them, I want to see uh, Brainiac because uh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't mind the idea of finally getting some answers for that damn uh, Man of Steel. Um, where they had one of the 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 things open when he gets into the Kryptonian ship, right? He sees um one of the pods open, mm-hmm. and I remember people were speculating that that might be Supergirl. Uh, well, if Sasha Kaye is being introduced into the Flash, I think that would be pretty cool to kind of somehow link um their two um stories together. Even though I know she's probably a completely like different Earth Supergirl than the one that's in Man of Steel, but it would be pretty cool. Maybe after a Flashpoint, they can kind of add that as part of her origin story. For all we know. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Kurt Moreno um, says in Power Rangers, we had very different writers being hired on different shows throughout the years. Um, plus, they always try to alienate the new show away from the previous. So there aren't any comparisons with new fans. Even to this day with other properties, times change that pop culture series have embraced continuity and beginning bringing back the past into the current content. Recent seasons of Power Rangers like Dino Fury have shared continuity with the past series. There's a chance a new Netflix series may move away uh, from the 30s series as we know it. I I don't know where the question is in there, but... um, Oh, I think I think the last sentence was the question. Is there a chance the new Netflix series might? Yeah, I think they confirmed that it is going to be a uh, new universe altogether. Yeah, I I am expecting it to just be clean slate. Um, 
you know, I know that they have mentioned that there might be some familiar faces that we see. I don't necessarily know that that means connective tissues to the past. I, I do think that this is, even though it might be familiar faces, like when they say that, I think like um, a newer version of Zordon and Alpha 5 or something, you know, mm -hmm. um, played by completely different actors or whatever the case may be, just not from what we've seen in the show. Now, whether or not they introduce a multiverse or... Um, you know, time travel, who certainly knows where then maybe they can make connective pieces to the past seasons. But I think kicking off, I think this will be its very own thing, um, not necessarily um, embracing continuity or bringing back the past in this. I think that's what the 30th anniversary season is meant to be to kind of wrap up that time period of Power Rangers and the Netflix stuff really be its own its own thing. I uh, I think um, they're going to kind of Man of Steel it, so it'll be like mostly a new or not Man of Steel, sorry, Superman and Lois it. So it'll be a completely mm -hmm. new universe. But if they want to use some familiar faces, if the actors willing to come back, they may uh, just go ahead and use the same actors to play the same a different version of their characters uh, just for convenience and for oh, fan service. That would be pretty interesting to see if they pull that off. Uh, Ram Jam also says, hey, Adam and Stuart, hope you all doing well. What are your thoughts on the new writer for Boom Studios by the name of Melissa Flores doing a brand new recharged era in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Um, I, I've seen her name. I just don't know what else she's written. Um, let's see if I can go ahead and pull her up. Um, what did you think about the news, though? Do you know anything about um, Melissa Flores? Uh, unfortunately, no. I actually haven't really been keeping up with the uh, comic books in a little bit. I do need to eventually like uh, uh, get a bunch of them downloaded onto my phone and then just binge read them. Um, let me see. It says Melissa Flores is the former director of Power Rangers development and production at All Spark Pictures, uh, a subsidiary of Hasbro, and the director of Power Rangers content at Saban Brands. She. Uh, was the director of and one of the writers of Power Rangers Hyperforce. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, she also voiced actor of Cat Manx, the um, SPD Cat Ranger, um, and Gia Moran, the yellow super... What? She is the voice actor of those characters? Oh, in the oh, Battle for, of for or the Grid. Uh, in the Battle of the Grid um, story. She did oh, some voice okay. acting work also. So she does have... Um, it looks like she does have um, some experience when it comes to Power Rangers for sure. Um, I think the idea that she was one of the writers for Hyper Hyperforce definitely does her justice. I don't see anything else on here in regards to any other. Hey, I've, I've written comic books before, um, but the Hyperforce thing um, probably certainly helps her out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't get too hyped just because I haven't seen her write anything outside of Hyperforce. But uh, good on her. I think if, you know, it's always um, a tough position to be in to, uh, hey, you're next up after Kyle Higgins and Ryan Perry. Like, good yeah. luck. You know, that's a that's a, a lot on your shoulders. Uh, but maybe she could pull it off. So uh, best wishes to her. And I hope she certainly uh, knocks it out of the park. Um, but she definitely knows her Power Rangers, to certainly say the least. Now, whether or not she can write as well as everybody else, we'll certainly see. But this is definitely a new chapter for sure. She definitely knows her lore because, like, you know, from what little Hyperforce I did watch, it was a very uh, lore-heavy uh, series. Oh, yeah, especially all the connective tissues to um, the, the past of Power Rangers seasons. Absolutely. Chris Crossman says, what characters do you feel most sorry about 
or most sorry for in the Power Ranger universe? Any characters you feel sorry for in the Power Ranger universe? I mean, does it get more tragic than Dr. K? Because, like, she literally was kidnapped mm-hmm. as a child, forced to do, like, uh, you know, desi- or forced to, like, de- design, like, weapons or tech for the government, uh, you know, and then never even allowed to go outside. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it gets more tragic. And then she destroys her entire universe in, in trying to escape. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's a great one. I would even say Kendrick's uh from lost galaxy uh that was kind of a a shame for sure very Um, true very tragic um who else we got Skylar said john Skylar's next he says how would you like or react if we had an animated series of power ranger aimed for adult audiences uh would you what would you like that it would be unique for an animated series compared to the live action series that hasn't been done before or in a while maybe more brutal action i wouldn't necessarily go as far as like invincible um but uh some brutal action would be fantastic to kind of watch in animation form i think they could probably get away with it in that form than live action Oh God, now I'm like imagining kind of that fight between Invincible and his dad, but you know, with (laughs) swords instead. So like you see like dead bodies just piling up on the Megazord. (laughs) I feel like that could actually work and be really, really dark and brutal if uh, if done right. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there, man. Um, Let's see here. What else we got? Uh, the most talented man in the world. I suck my own balls. He says, what are your expectations for Marvel's upcoming Ironheart that might come out later this year or in 2023? And why is it that some people in fandoms like Power Rangers have issues with cameos from past characters calling them lazy fan service but have no problem when it comes to the MCU? Uh, oh, probably because the MCU is just so incredibly established, man. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, uh, why is it that, so yeah, do you want to answer that? Why is it that some people in the fandoms like Power Rangers have issues with cameos from past characters calling them lazy fan service? I think, oh, I'll, I'll elaborate more, but, but have no problem when it comes to the MCU. Do you have any response to that? I think cause like with Power Rangers, a lot of times when they bring in cameos, it is, it's not that it's lazy, but it's like, they have to be fast about it. Cause they yeah. only got those actors in New Zealand for a short amount of time. Um, you know, not to mention when it comes to just overall, everything that goes into TV productions, uh, Marvel doesn't have that issue as much because they got like a giant budget. And a lot of times they can accommodate actors the way that Power Rangers can't. So when a cameo happens in Marvel, it has a lot bigger of an impact than it usually does in uh, Power Rangers where they're usually there for a few scenes. Yeah, I think you nailed it around the head. I think that's probably the, the really big main reason. I think there's just two different comparisons there in regards to um, what they have. So I think that's a good one. As far as expectations for upcoming Ironheart, I'm just ready to see a, a new Iron Man suit. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really want to see just the upgrades that are certainly made. Uh, I'm assuming it's not quite nanotech, but who knows, especially if maybe somebody like... Um, um Ashuri might be involved in helping Riri put this together. I don't know. We saw we saw Riri in that uh in that trailer hammering out the heart. So it looks like she is forming maybe some sort of prototype for what Ironheart will certainly look like. Um so that should be pretty cool to see if we get ourselves like a, the clean version of what the Ironheart suit should look like in here. But I, I hope that if anything she continues the Tony Stark legacy in some capacity. I hope that we get James Rhodes in there also, maybe even some um Letitia right popping up in the series uh uh, yeah so those are the things some of the things i I would like to expect or like to see in the iron heart series anything that you got uh 
no, I think he kind of just uh, nailed it all. I think I, I really hope that um, – Cause like, it's funny in, in Ironheart series, like I hope like she has a fully developed suit, but I really hope for uh, Wakanda forever. When we first get her introduction, I hope we get to see kind of a prototype suit, very similar to what we got in the first Iron Man movie. Oh yeah. When he's like escaping the, um, the cave. Yeah. Yeah. It would be pretty cool to kind of see that. Um, Adam Perea. He says, this is just me, but I'm really disappointed that there re- wasn't really any huge Power Ranger announcements at this year's San Diego Comic-Con aside from new MMPR comic book issues. Correct me if I'm wrong. To me, it feels like we, the fans of Power Rangers, don't deserve to have any exciting things when it comes to the franchise. Like, not even any new specific details on Dino Fury or the 30th anniversary and beyond. I understand that Power Morphicon uh, and Hasbro pl- Pulse are the real events for Power Rangers, but this really does suck that we're not allowed to get anything during any other conventions or, uh, or any time at all, unless it's MMPR related. This really does make Hasbro look like they don't care about the franchise of Power Rangers at all, that they don't want to give us any real announcements with the current running TV series or what's yet to come after. This even makes the fans more upset that the people who own Power Rangers don't want to do anything special without the one obvious exception. This really needs to change. The whole Hasbro still being in transition period from Saban and now being in Netflix in the U.S. is not good enough excuse to not give us any specifics. All the other superhero properties like MCU and DCU are able to enjoy franchises all the time and whenever. No need for one specific event to announce things. Heck, the new stuff already uh, given release dates, which is so unfair. So this looks like a sounds like a very disgruntled uh, mm. fan, Stuart, when it comes to yeah. Power Rangers and Hasbro. What would you what would you say? I mean, OK, so I do agree, like um, in the sense of like the whole thing where Hasbro like kind of mentions Power Rangers just really isn't a big priority for them at the moment. Uh, it only bothers me because it's like they spent like um, what was it like five hundred million dollars to get that property. So it's kind of weird uh, for them to kind of like say that. But I'm not too worried yet because I do feel like even though like I know a lot of people want this stuff to be announced at Comic-Con where like, you know, everyone's going to pay attention to it, even non-Power Ranger fans. I also don't really blame Hasbro for wanting to save, uh, you know, all the big announcements to come for uh, Power Morphicon, you know, because that kind of feels like the event where it should, you know, especially with this being kind of the last Morphicon where we're going to see the the mantle being passed down, you know, to the next season. I think that, you know, for that, you want to like keep all the big announcements for that because this is going to be probably the biggest Morphicon like ever, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I do think, I, well, look, I, watch Power Morphicon come and we still get no goddamn. Oh, then you have a right uh, to be really upset for yeah, sure. I'm going to yeah. be kind of mad if we don't, if we don't get anything at Power Morphicon, not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, like th- that's for me. Like I, I, I'll, I'll hold off my butchering of Hasbro until after Power Morphicon. Uh, let me see what happens at Power Morphicon. Because uh, if that is supposed to be a Power Rangers exclusive convention, uh, that I am fully expecting Hasbro to make a ton of really big announcements or at least give us some details in regards to Power Rangers going forward. If we don't get it there, then yeah, I will be completely upset. But uh, outside of that, I'm. I'm not as worried, man. I'm not as worried. And I, I just wonder if it's because we're so used to being like in tune with movies and television and understanding how productions and stuff happen and how long it takes to have things come to fruition. Um, and especially on a property like Power Rangers that hasn't been uber successful in the past in the past couple of outings, you know? Um 
uh, it's not a very easy pill for the general public to certainly swallow. So I think as Hasbro, you have to be very calculative of um, when you announce news. And I think when you've got like something like Dungeons and Dragons that just dropped, right? They definitely did a huge piece and panel for them on Thursday. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily know if you want attention taken away from some projects that you really have as a priority for next year. You know, Power Rangers uh, clearly doesn't seem like it's dropping too much content for 2023, um, with the exception of the 30th anniversary. Um, and so, you know, we may not even get any Power Ranger official stuff until like 2024, right? And that's like two years away. So uh, I think it's still very early. I know people say they don't want to necessarily use it as an excuse. I mean, it's not an excuse if it's the reality of the situation, though, I feel like um, that it's still very much in the early processes of, of putting things together. I think uh, it, when we do get Power Morphicon, I do think we'll get some 30th anniversary stuff revealed to us um, for the upcoming season. Uh, maybe even a look at season two of Dino Fury, who certainly knows. If anything, I think a Dino Fury panel probably would have been pretty cool uh, with a tease for season two that I could probably see them doing. Um, so that was a little bit of a bummer. But outside of that, I think everything else deserves to be for Power Morphicon. Um, yeah, that's just how I feel about it, though. But maybe I'm wrong. But I, yeah, I, I, I get the frustration from fans. But I do think there's uh, – I think you also have to understand, like, where Power Rangers sits in regards – like, when people compare it to MCU and the DCEU, Power Rangers is not that. Uh, I mean, I know that they've been around for years, but they've never had the eyes and attention that Marvel and DC certainly has as of right now. It's been quite some time. So – uh, I can see why those other big franchises certainly get the shine and Power Rangers, unfortunately, certainly has to wait around for its announcements. But, um, yeah, it's just a different time we're in, man. You brought up a really good point, though, too, with the uh, Dungeons and uh, Dragons thing. Like, I think it's less about not wanting to give attention to Power Rangers and more about not wanting Power Rangers to take attention away from their other things. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, it could certainly be that, but... Um, who certainly knows uh, that that might not make you feel any better, Adam. I do yeah. apologize, man. Um, I get your frustration. I truly do. Um, but um, it, it will happen in time. Uh, I just don't think we should completely shit on Hasbro right now until we absolutely see what their plans are. Uh, and if they drop the ball after revealing the plans, then we can crap on them. But um, they've given us some great content in regards to Beast Morphers and Dino Fury. Let's give them time to go ahead and uh, and create uh, and then judge them after that. Um, but um, all right, guys, I think with that out of the way, I think that will wrap up our live viewer questions for today. Um, if anything, I will be giving some questions over to Indy to go ahead and tackle. Uh, maybe I'll have him tackle some of the MCU questions for you guys, uh, and then I'll do the live viewer questions um, later on this week. So we make sure we have everything wrapped up before we get into next week's uh, topics. Uh, we're only cutting it short this week just because of the fact that it was such a packed episode with mm -hmm. um lot with uh, so much content from San Diego Comic Con. Uh, we should certainly be more than fine moving forward into the future. But um, we probably will have one or two live viewer question videos for you guys later on this week. So certainly look out for them. Um, all right, Stuart. Any last words in regards to San Diego Comic Con this year before we wrap up, man? 
Uh, great year for uh, Marvel. Hopefully next year DC can step up their game a little bit, assuming that like Discovery and uh, you know the, they Discovery figures out what direction they want to take the universe in. But uh, you know we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see. I had a blast with San Diego Comic-Con this year. Um, hopefully next year will certainly be even bigger. Shout out to and kudos for Marvel for attending um, this San Diego, Com San Diego Comic-Con, especially since they've been doing it remotely over the past couple of years. And I feel like maybe some of the um, attention or importance of SDCC has kind of dwindled over the past couple of years. So for Marvel to be at Hall H and really kick off being present once again with the fans uh, in an amazing way, uh, really um, uh, did wonders for San, San Diego Comic-Con this year. So um, we will be back next year with more SDCC coverage. Um, any other big conventions that drop, Power Morphicon, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. Um, and hopefully maybe next year we'll actually be at San Diego Comic-Con. I think that should definitely be our goal Stuart uh to try and get to San Diego Comic-Con next year ourselves um but uh, other than that we'll definitely continue to have more coverage coming for you guys for the remainder of the week so certainly look forward to that um but other than that guys I think that's gonna do it for us so um Stuart where can people find you on social media if they need to reach out to you you guys can follow me at turbostu01 over on Twitter and Instagram awesome guys and then, of course if you want to follow us right here at a plus opinions or down there somewhere at a plus opinions you can find us very active over on facebook where we post a ton of content if you guys want to continue to get caught up for information that has dropped this weekend check us out over on our facebook page and very active over on twitter and instagram as well guys but until next week do me a big favor as always guys take care of yourselves take care of each other and keep it a plus i'll talk to you guys later bye <laughs>